Blog Talk Radio. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States. I will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. So help me God. Coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-803-4131. That is area code 914-803-4131. If you are listening live, you can always join us also in the chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. Sign in with your free blogtalkradio.com account and go to the bottom of the episode page. And check out and join us in the chat room. Hopefully, we'll have people joining us soon. Usually, bringing a boy and or demonauts will join us uh, as as we uh, go on with the show. If you're listening listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. over on the show thread at liberaldan.com, on facebook.com/liberaldan, or at liberaldan radio on Twitter. Remember, there's all sorts of different places you can find Liberal Dan online. I have Liberal Dan Radio on TikTok, uh, on YouTube. Um, you can also come over to on, on Twitter as well. And on Facebook, it's just facebook.com slash Liberal Dan as well. So you can join me all of those places. And you could also become a Liberal Dan Radio Patreon, uh, support the show. If you'd like to see more uh, YouTube clips coming out, more... Uh, clips about other topics that I might want to make more um, more bits. If you want to sponsor bits, uh, you can do that all at the Patreon, uh, patreon.liberaldan.com or patreon.com slash liberaldan. Either way. that's And then, of course, if you can't afford to uh, support the show on a monthly basis, there's always the Buy Me a Cider button on liberaldan.com. That allows you to do one-time uh, support. And if you can't afford that even... One of the most important things you can do is subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make my, uh, if I can grow <clears throat> the amount of people watching the channel, um, I need at least a thousand to monetize, and hopefully you get more than that. Um, so that's one of the best things you could do to help a growing show. Um, so I don't really have headlines this week. We're going to touch on a couple of, of topics individually before we start talking about the subject of reparations and Black Wall Street and uh, the things that need to happen in this country to, to help heal the wounds that have been caused over the centuries. Um, and one of those things clearly uh, includes reparations, clearly includes 
and not just for, uh, as I say in the show, in the description, ADOS or African Descendants of Slavery, uh, but also other different ways that are uh, other different people. Some of them were also descendants of slaves, but also dealt with other issues that should be reimbursed. Um, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, one of the things now I've talked about the show, uh, the show has been very critical of Benjamin Netanyahu and the actions recently of the Israeli government. Uh, we are not apologists for Hamas by any stretch of the imagination. Hamas is a terrorist organization. Um, and it's, it's, as Obama said when he was president, it's kind of hard to find peace when the person on the other side of the table is a terrorist organization. You cannot replace genocide with genocide and hope to be better. You cannot replace, but, but, but you, you can't say, okay, well, we're going we're gonna to eliminate what Netanyahu and the uh, Isra- conservative Israelis are doing by raising settlements or raising houses and building settlements in their places and moving people who've been living there forever. You can't just do that and replace it with people who want to make, wants to make Palestine uh, from the river to the sea. 100% Palestine, i.e. no Israel, i.e. no Jews. You can't replace one genocide with another and call that progress. However, um, so we have Yair Lapid, uh, leader of the centrist Yitesh Atid party, um, joined uh, announced an eight-faction coalition, uh, eight faction under the rotation agreement. Uh, the head of the right-wing Yamima party, Naftali Bennett, would serve as prime minister before handing it over to Mr. Lapid. There still needs to be a parliamentary vote before the uh, government is sworn in. In a statement, Mr. Lapid has said he informed President Rivlin of the agreement, adding, I pledge that this government will work in the service of all Israeli citizens, those who voted for it and those who did not. Uh, it will respect opponents and do everything in its power to unite and connect all parts of Israeli society. Of course, if people under Likud and under Netanyahu are any way like you know, the people who are under Trump, they're, they're not going to want to be uh, united. They're going to probably try and block everything just like the Republicans are doing here. Uh, so the uh, combination here, um, Mr. Lapid, an Arab Islamist Ra'am party leader, Mansour Abbas, signing the agreement. So that's big that you have uh, – a conservative party, a centrist party, and all, uh, for, for Jews, and an Arab Islamist Ra'am party leader coming together to understand, hey, BB ain't the good guy. Um, so Mr. Abbas told reporters, according to BBC, it was hard and there were several disputes, but it was important to reach agreements. There are many things in these agreements to the benefit of Arab society. In his note to the president, Mr. Lapid said he would head the government alongside Mr. Bennett, who he would replace as prime minister on August 27th of 2023. Mr. Rivlin called on Parliament to convene as soon as possible to hold the confidence vote. Uh, if the coalition fails to win the support of a majority of the 120-seat Senate, uh, the country may have to go to elections for the fifth time in two years. Okay, so here's the, here are the parties. Um, you have y- Yesh Atid, uh, led, led by, that's the name of the party, it's a centrist party. Uh, led by Yair Lapid, 17 seats. Uh, Kahol Lavan, which is Hebrew for blue and white, another centrist party led by Benny Gantz, has eight seats. Israel 
Bitneu, center right to right wing nationalist, lovely. Uh, Avigor Lieberman, the Labour Party, um, led by Marav Micheli, uh, seven seats. Wow, how hard, Labour has just not been very good at all at Social Democrat. Yamina, Naftali Bennett, uh, the New Hope Party, led by Luke Skywalker. I'm sorry, no. Um, Eretz, uh, left wing Social Democratic Party, led by Nitzan Horowitz, six. And Ra'am, Arab Islamist, led by Mansour Abbas bringing four seats. So all eight of those factions came together to pass the 61 vote majority figure, um, which uh, Mr. Likud won the most seats in the parties, so, but it was not able to form a governing coalition, uh, which is weird, despite the fact that here you have uh, a center-right to right-wing nationalist group, uh, another center-right to right-wing group, New Hope, Let's see, the seven, six. So you have at least 13. Oh, and then you have Yamino with Napoli Bennett. Uh, that's seven. So that's 20 seats that you would think that Netanyahu might have been able to get, but was unable to get. Hey, we have Pianchi and Flycatch. Uh, Flycatch hangs out sometimes and then leaves. But hey, nice to see you again, Flycatch. And uh, Pianchi, if I'm responding, if I'm saying that wrong, sorry. But welcome. I think this is the first time I'm seeing you in the chat unless you've changed Usernames. Maybe that's bringing a boy. I don't know. Probably not. We'll see. Um, but anyway, so it'll be interesting to see if this ragtag group of seats in the Israeli uh, parliament will be able to hold it together, or if maybe Benjamin Netanyahu and the Kud are going to be able to pick off anybody in those parties and be like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't be siding with these people. So uh, hopefully, I mean, clearly the past, what, 16 years or whatever, however long that Benjamin Netanyahu has been prime minister of Israel, uh, maybe you know, people have realized finally, you know what, maybe if it is broke, you do fix it. Uh, otherwise, if it's, you know, but we'll see. Or, again, we'll have, or maybe we'll just have another election five in two years, and it'll just continue to be a, a fuster cluck, so to speak, uh, over there. Another big story from today, um, Pianchi, this is a, oh, Flycatch says to Pianchi, Pianchi, this is our opposition. So, hi, Pianchi, uh, I guess, uh, are you, uh, I guess I guess you are conservative as well. Um, I would welcome you. I, I have conservatives who do listen to the show who do, you know, we have good conversations. We don't necessarily consider ourselves opposition to each other. Um, however, I am clearly liberal Dan. So if you are conservative, we, we might have political disagreements. So we may find things that we agree on as well. And I, and I do try and find those common grounds. So again, welcome Pianchi to the show. Uh, one interesting thing from today, um, the difference between reparations, well, we're going to get to reparations. Um, in a second. So we'll, we'll cover that topic in a second. Uh, but the, before I get to that, um, what one of the things I do want to talk about before maybe the first commercial break and before all that, and, and I'll get to your comment, Pianchi, is the whole um, stonks, all the meme stocks, everything that's going on uh, with AMC, GME, uh, companies that people believed were dead, uh, 
People believe these, these stocks were dead. That's why they were short selling them. That's why, you know, GME was worth like four bucks. Uh, AMC was down to maybe two, three or whatever. Um, you had re- ridiculous amount of money. And I've talked about short shorting on the show before. I don't believe that shorting stocks is something that should be allowed. Uh, I think it's it's ridiculous. Oh, I'm going to sell a stock I don't own and then promise, I promise to buy it back later. The person who came up with that has to be some sort of, you know, evil genius, emphasis on evil. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, but so you have the, as we've talked about before, the uh, Wall Street bets crowd and everybody else who basically said, we don't like what's happening to these co- companies. We're going to fight the shorts. We're going to fight these shorts, and we're going to put money up to save these companies. And so lo and behold, I haven't done the best when it came to picking and when to buy and when to sell these stocks. Um, Because I had bought AMC at 16. Uh, It went down to 8 for the longest time. I think it was like 15.99 when I I got it. Um, You have... Uh, what you call it? Then it went back up, and then and then I thought, okay, well, I don't think this is going to be. I think it's going to dip again. Uh, so I sold. Of course, it didn't dip again. It went back up. It came on going up. So I bought again, and then I sold again, thinking, okay, it's going to dip again. No, it continued to go back up. So today I was like, screw it. I'm putting a bunch of money into AMC. And as soon as the market opened at eight thirty my time, I was like, boom, here you go. Let's put this money up there. And by noon, I'd made 10,000 bucks and I sold. And uh, who cares if I get a ding on my day trade count? I now have, I gained $10,000, over $10,000 in one day of trading of these stocks. Um, so that's been, so that's been, uh, that was one thing that's interesting. But it's interesting to see, you know, as soon as I sold it, it went back down a little bit, not because I did it, obviously, but then it went back up and it's down and up all day. Uh, it went up 35 bucks today. That's crazy that it went 35 bucks is how much it increased today. It's at 60. It's sitting at 68 right now after market. Now what's going to happen tomorrow? Could it go even higher? I don't know. And there's a, uh, there's a little bit of conversation on momentum stocks that'll be talked about in the second commercial break. Cause the uh, just capital minute, as I believe Amber is referring it to. Um, let's see. Nothing wrong with shorting. I teach option trading and have been doing so since the nineties. And it, like, it 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 seems like you're 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 saying okay, I'm going to borrow your stock and sell it on the hopes that it's going to go down. And I but I promise to buy it later. Like, like, and it, it seems like the the way that it's done, it it often kills companies. Like if you like you like all these too many people, you have all these people promising to sell this or selling the stock or borrowing these stocks with a promise to sell them later, which if you have enough people doing it, which a lot of these hedge funders do it, you know, in, in bulk, it ends up, it can end up killing a company just because it's, it's been sold so much. The price tank, of course, you're going to buy it again later. Now that it's now that it's now that you've all managed to, to go and tank the stock, everyone gets together and, and well, it's not collusion, but it's collusion. And you know, your wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more. It's, it's not really what it is, but it is. Uh, I have, I don't know. It, it, it just seems to, I mean, 
you can't unring the bell that is Wall Street. You can sell naked call options also without owning the stock. So what's wrong? <laughs> That's wrong in and of itself. Like, you know, just if you believe in a stock, buy it. If you stop believing in a stock, sell it. What's wrong with just doing that? Why do you have to come up and make it complicated? Why do you have to add all these extra things in there? Oh, I'm going to buy the option to buy something later, maybe, uh, but, you know, and, and gamble on whether or not it's going to be good. Just buy it when you think it's good and sell it when you think you've made enough money on it or when you think it's bad now. You don't think it's any it's good anymore. Like, why does it have to be more difficult than it is? And you start at, and I would argue that the same, you, could, you should apply the same thought to the tax code. Why does it have to be more difficult than why do you have to, why do you have to tax different sorts of income differently? You know, why can't it just be a simple, if you earn this amount of money, you pay this amount of tax. It shouldn't matter. Oh, well, this amount of money was from this type of income. So therefore we're going to tax it at a different rate than this type of money based off of this type of income. No, just tax everything at the, at the same way. I'm not saying is I'm not saying it's just like flat tax, although you know, if, if you made certain other changes, I wouldn't be opposed to a flat tax if you maybe raised the income a floor for taxation, made it made it lower, made the standard deduction even higher than it was, perhaps I would be I would be supportive of that as well. Um why buy oh, I, I understand why buy a three hundred stock when you can control it with a fraction of the cost or options. Um I mean I don't understand why you have to say it's the George Floyd crowd who don't have the dollars. I mean, that's, you know, that's unnecessary. Um, but why make it, you know, if, if I buy, now you could correct me if I'm wrong. If I buy options, if I say, okay, I'm going to buy a hundred, a hundred shares, or I'm going to buy the option to get a hundred shares of GME. And it's going to cost me, you know, a buck each to do it. So it's going to cost me a hundred bucks to do it. And I'm going, to, I'm going to have the option to buy it at such and such. Well, when I want to actually use, use the option and sell and, and buy the stock, well, guess what? I now have to come up with the money. So, so if I have to come up with the money, I still have to come up with the money. So... And, and by making it more difficult than it has to be, by making the stock market more difficult than it has to be, you're then adding complexities that the standard user may or may not understand. I mean, you know, for the longest time, I used to not understand what the hell is going on at the end of trading places because it didn't make – like, why are they sitting there at the end of the day? And what were they – I finally figured out. They were short selling. They were they they were short selling the frozen concentrated orange juice at 142, and then then when it went all the way down when the report came out, uh, they they bought it all up because they had the promise to buy it up, and they made bank because now they're in, now they have all the stocks that they promised to buy back uh, that they sold, <laughs> and uh, now they've made a bunch of money doing so. One should not be uh, what's done in real estate, the short selling in real estate. 
again, just because it's done in other areas doesn't mean it's okay to do it in that area, in those other areas either. One should not be engaged in something you don't understand. Maybe, sure, but it makes it harder to understand and therefore is a barrier to entry by making it more difficult than it needs to be. And maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe there's a reason that all these people in finance want it to be as that difficult because they don't want the regular Joes to come in. That's why they cried foul when this all started happening back in January, when GME started rocketing up, when AMC started rocketing up, because the hedge fund guys didn't like the fact that the retail investors were like, nope, we're not going to let you do this to GME and AMC and other companies. We're going to sit here and we're going to say, F you. And there are people from all sides of the political spectrum who were sitting there and getting, getting together and saying, no, these hedge fund guys need to be taken down a peg. And they've lost billions of dollars playing their stupid games and winning stupid prizes. But there's a reason why they've made it as difficult as, as it is. It's because they want that barrier of entry into the market. They don't want everybody to be able to do it. They want to have their own little playground that they can play in. That's what they want. I mean, it's good that you made money on, on GameStop and with AMC. I mean, I probably could have made more with AMC and with GameStop had I both A, had faith in what was being said early on, and then had, as they called the diamond hands, to actually hold on to what, to what, to what I had. Um, because I mean, I did, I mean, I made maybe like what, 12 grand over the course of the past couple of weeks on AMC alone, but I probably could have made more had I just not sold the first time because more shares would have been more valued. And I would have probably had even more money than what I had today because of what I did. So anyway, and yes, it's true. Some people can't think and chew gum at the same time as you say, uh, Pianchi. If I'm saying that right, if I'm not, I apologize. Um, but just because some people can't do that doesn't necessarily mean that the that the rules that are in place are that therefore justified. Because well, you're never going to have everybody who gets it, so let's keep it hard so that less people can get it. It doesn't make any sense, except for that you they, they want to be able to keep it in their own little playground and not and not have it accessible to more people. Again, the whole what KISS, keep it simple stupid, uh, that 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 tends to be something that should be, you know, embraced more often and but and every time you make you make things more difficult, you know, you, you make things you you put more hoops in place, uh you end up you end up uh causing more problems than what you wanted. Anyway, let's go ahead and take the first commercial break. Um, come back, answer some more things from the chat. I would be interested to see, uh, Pianchi did mention something um, about 16, uh, 19 project is, as is CRT, uh, critical race theory, bogus. Um, so I would love to hear what your opinion of what you think critical race theory is, first of all. And then we'll come back, we'll, we'll start talking about reparations in Black Wall Street. Your calls as well, 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131.
Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. In a world gone mad, one progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, yeah. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok. And you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Demonox, host of The World According to Knox. It's time for Season 2 where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marscat and find me on Twitter by the handle xdeminox. Letter X like X-Men, D-E-M-I-N-O-X. Now enjoy the rest of your podcast. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-41. And again, if you're listening live during the broadcast, you can uh, leave your comments in the chat, uh, blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. Sign in with your free Blog Talk Radio account. Uh, look at the bottom of the page, and you'll find the chat room there where we have some discussion going on there, um, and we'll be using that as a springboard to discuss some of the other things uh, that we'll be talking on in this show. And again, if you're listening after the live broadcast, you could always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. on the show thread at liberaldan.com, at facebook.com slash liberaldan, or at liberaldanradio on Twitter. And finally, just remember to go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, you go to youtube.liberaldan.com or, liberaldan, or youtube.com slash liberaldanradio. And you'll be able to uh, subscribe to the channel there. And the more you do that, the more I'll be able to uh, uh, 
get the show word spread. So, um, we're going to be talking about reparations, uh, the goings-on of Black Wall Street. And, of course, um, we do have in this uh, discussion that was brought up, uh, the 1619 Project has labeled Lincoln as racist. I did have a, a conservative friend of mine um, who uh, – one of his papers, I think, in high school – and this, I, I didn't know him in high school, but I remember him telling me this. One of his papers uh, that he wrote in high school – was on Abraham Lincoln and ultimately his plan uh, on dealing one of the things that he was thinking about doing after the civil war was over to, to deal with the issue of slavery was just to send everybody back to Africa. Uh, so that, <laughs> think about that. You, you may want to label that racist. You may want to label that not racist. I don't know. Of course, uh, then Pianchi comes in the 1619 project is bogus. Uh, just like CR uh, critical race theory. He's saying uh, that this user, I'm, I don't know if you're a man or a woman, I'm sorry. Um, my children, he says, will not be exposed to either. Um, and then I asked what he believed uh, CRT is. Um, and it was a copied and pasted um, thing, basically trying to link it to Marxism. Even the, the Encyclopedia Britannica article that I'm looking at does link um, a critical leap studies movement, um, which is an offshoot of Marxist-oriented critical theory. So there, there is so there is some roots there, some truth there that some of this was, you know, Marxist. Then again, you know, the whole argument of, well, this is socialist and this is bad. You know, having a military is socialist uh, because it's, it's being paid for by only those who could pay for it. Yes, everybody benefits from having a military uh, is having a mili- is, is that does that mean it's a bad thing? No, I don't. I think we all could, could agree that we uh, that we should have a military uh, at least of some size, uh, and that you know you should be uh, funding that military and giving them enough equipment or whatever. All of that is quote socialism. So just because you can link something it doesn't make that necessarily thing bad. You know, one of the things about Hitler breathes oxygen that doesn't make breathing oxygen bad, even though Hitler was terrible. Um, hello, is racist about sending slaves home from where they are snatched from their families? I mean, immediately, sure. But what do those people who were slaves in the 1800s, what do they know of their families now of, you know, back from, you know, 200, 300, 400 years prior? Um, I don't want my children taught that the United States has an evil past and whites are the devils. Okay. Nobody wants to teach that whites are the devils. That, that's the fear that comes, out of, that comes out of what is being taught. Now, what I, what I have a problem with, with, you know, what Donald Trump tried to do with his you know, 1776 project, um, he only wanted people to learn about the good things about our history and not the bad. We shouldn't look at the bad things that we did. We should only look at the good things that we did. Well, history, forgotten, tends to repeat itself. So we do need to look at the bad that we did as a nation and work on, on fixing whatever problems that caused, to sure that we don't do it again. We should absolutely be looking. And just because we look into it, and you know, if you look, for example, at Black Wall Street, who did Black Wall Street? Who is the one that attacked Black Wall Street. They were all white people. That doesn't mean that if you're teaching that, that doesn't mean you're saying that all white people are bad. 
It doesn't mean that you're saying all white people are doing this. But we need to learn about it because we need to, we need to know what happened in this country. We can't just bury, uh, bury it in the ground, hide our heads in the sand, shove the dirt underneath the carpet, whatever, whatever you want to use to, to describe what that is. You can't just ignore the flaws of the past. You have to deal with them. You have to learn them. You have to know what happened so you don't do it again. What's critical racism? There's no, there's no such thing as reverse racism. It's either, either racism or not. And this seems like a good time to talk about when, when people often are talking about racism, they're talking about systemic uh, oppression of marginalized people. They're not talking about, like, you know, the black guy walking down the street calling a white guy a cracker. Yeah, he, that black guy, you know, Chris Rock talks about the racist old black dude, you know, he has a bit about that. Racist old black dude is the most racist person he knows. He even married a, he said, said he married a white woman. And he asked why, because when the waste war comes, I'm a killer first. Whatever. You know, so that was his joke. And, and all, lots of humor comes from truth in it. But when people are having these discussions of, of racism, they're usually not talking about uh, the, you know, I, I don't like these people type of racism. It's the, what is what is we, what are we doing as a system? How is the system disproportionately harming groups of people? Which is part of what critical race theory is about. Um, and and I, I would just say uh, in the chat, Bianchi goes 4,808 4, blacks shot other blacks. This is 2021. Black is a is not a noun. It's an adjective. It's just a descriptor. You should just say black people. Why can't people just say black people instead of saying blacks? Because that's just what, because when you hear somebody say, oh, blacks, you know, that, that just, you, you feel like, you know, that what you hear is like, oh, I'm about to go wear my hood. I'm not saying that you, that you are, but saying that's what a lot of people hear when you're saying, quote, blacks. Um, Daylene, the other person who's just joined us in chat, says nobody is trying to ignore or bury the bad parts of her history. That's not true. When was the first time, Daylene, you heard about the attack on Black Wall Street? When was the first time you heard about that? I, I really want you to answer that. Um, and, and we don't have to make it our main focus, but it needs to be part of our focus. Um, and I would also say that it's not true that people want to ignore or bury the bad parts of our history. As I said, let's see, Donald Trump, 1776 Project. 1776, I'm sorry, it's, not, it's the commission. 1776 Commission Advisory Committee by then President Donald Trump to support what he called patriotic education, in quotes. Uh, the commission is to include uh, uh, which included no historian specializing in U.S. history. Um, do, 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 do. Um, the according to the executive order, uh, the commission's goal was to, was to end what it calls radicalized view of American history, which has quote vilified the founders. Um, seeks to increase quote patriotic education with centralized approach to nationalist curriculum. Um, Commission was also intended to promote the concepts of blah, 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 national parks, federal properties, um, supported the quote American founding, and basically it's part of 
what Donald Trump was all about, which was that he wanted to, to sugarcoat everything. I always used to say he sugarcoated so much that everybody should have diabetes. Um, yes, the option black is on the U.S. Census because black is an adjective that doesn't say, are you part of the blacks? You know, the only time you should be saying about call, call, are you part of the blacks is that is that your family's last name? Um, are you telling people how they can talk to or call people especially? Black? I'm not going to tell black people that they should use should or shouldn't use black. What I'm going to say is that I think that more people should move to 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 be saying black people, white people, you know, emphasize on people, you know, that sort of thing. You know, it, I, I'm not going to criticize like I hear Al Sharpton saying blacks, and you know what, it's not my place to criticize him, but. If you're white and you're saying the blacks, uh, I'm going to have a, a question for you about that. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So, Pianca, don't the news say white cop kills black male, but never the other way around? I mean, the, the news often shows black men killing people all the time, black or white. I mean, they, they love, the, the news loves to show when, when black people commit crimes. I mean, it, it makes the front page all the time. So, yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't see. I don't see why. I don't. I don't. I don't think that this, that's that's a good point there. I say we do have a caller. Uh, the three one four. Hey, caller, your name. Where are you from? Yeah, this is Pianchi. Hey, Pianchi, how are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. Good to hear you. Know, you. Uh, thank you for calling into the show and and thank you for listening. I, I mean, we obviously disagree on things, but I do appreciate people from the other side calling in and, and, and discussing the issues. So. Well, you talk about this critical race theory. This is what was posted, or should I say an article in a newspaper in Virginia, when Chinese Americans protest this being taught to their kids. I mean, when you say if you are white and don't admit you are racist, you are racist by implicit bias. To reduce implicit bias, you must self Criticize, confess to privilege, apologize to the oppressed race, and okay, well, to to, fur, to further throw darks. All blacks are oppressed, and all whites are oppressors. This is systemic. Never ask whether oppression occurred, only how it occurred. Everyone and everything white is complicit. Now you're a white man, right? I don't know. Now, now, where are you getting that from? This is, you're getting this from a from a particular newspaper. I'll I'll put the link in the paper. But I asked you, you are white. Now, would you I go along white, with yes. that? Would you go along uh, with that? Would well, you want your children taught that? I don't, I don't necessarily, that? I don't, I don't necessarily huh? believe that that is a correct representation of what critical race theory is trying to do. I, I well, do that's what was that presented what, to them. There's the link, the newspaper, right there in your chat room. I do go believe when you get a chance. I will, I will definitely check it out. Uh, let me copy and now, paste it. get off the Chinese. For some, for, Let's talk for about some, Wall Street. For some, for some reason, for some reason, Long Talk Radio doesn't like the, the link. Uh, so yeah, so there are, there are so this is the Chinese American parents condemn critical race theory. But here's the thing: is that there's a a lot of people here like people have white privilege, and they and they and they take it as an attack against white people. And it's not an attack against a white individual specifically. It's just basically a statement. It's like 
it's a statement that says if life was a video game, then white people have play the game on an easier mode than black people do, for example. Um, now, does that mean that the white person is always going to win the game? No. Does that mean that the black person is always going to lose the game? No. The black person may be more adept at playing the game than the white person. How do they uh, get more adept? All, all, all it means, all, to because they, they, they may have natural talent. They may put in hard work. They may have to work there harder. There you go. They put in hard they work. May, but they, but <laughs> they may, they, on average, they would have to work harder than, than a similarly situated white person because that black person, under the theory of privilege, is going to have more obstacles thrown in their way. I've well, never been told over as that. I, You mean to tell me that blacks don't have privilege too? Well, there are black people that have – well, there's – do we want to get into the topic of intersectionality and how, you know, men have privilege over women in, in a lot of areas no, or, that, get into, or me, that straight people have – Let me read you have, something. Let me okay. read you something. Matter of fact, I, I'm going to put that in the chat room too. I have to find it. But uh, blacks, when they're taking standardized tests at white – at private institutions on the SAT – Blacks are spotted, even before they start, 310 points. Hispanics are spotted, 130 points. Asians are deducted, minus 140 points. Now, is that privilege or not for the above three? Again, I would have to see where that's coming from. I haven't heard that before. Um, Asians talk about it all the time. Okay, well, I have Now, another thing. <laughs> okay. You was talking about Tulsa. That right. story is not being told right either. Okay. So, well, because, tell, tell, me, tell me what's because, being wrong told about, about Tulsa. Because the people that was involved, probably most of all, was the Muscovy Creek Indians. That was their, that's their territory when it was Oklahoma territory. Now, you probably had some blacks that came in to help in the building because I know some artisans that came or read about artisans coming in, for instance, like Chicago blacks. But but Kobe Indians have black skin also because, okay. because the creek had slaves. When Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation, which really didn't mean anything in two ways. One, the, the southern states voted to leave the Union. But with the Macovi Indian, with the Creek Indians, the Creeks are a sovereign nation. Lincoln had no authority over him. It would be like him telling Mexico to release their slaves. Okay. And the Macovi and the Creeks, who did, by way of the 1866 treaty, they did release their slaves, but some stayed. The Chickasaw, especially the Mississippi Chickasaw, they said, and the uh, Navajo, they said, we're not releasing our slaves unless you pay us. It's our property. And guess what? The federal government paid them. Okay. Just as, the, wait a minute, just as the Spanish done going back in the 14th century into what became St. Augustine. Why come that history is not told? 
Well, there's a lot of history that's not told because a lot of history is whitewashed. Well, that's so, not being whitewashed. The one by Black Wall Street is being blackwashed. So you're saying not that, when you're that, saying all those people was African American, they were not. Think about it. You know that in 1979 that the Creek expelled all quote unquote black people out of their nation. Is that racism, or do they have a right to do it because they are a nation? Did you well, know I mean, about that? You might have a right to do. You might have the ability to do it because it's, it's your own, it's it's your own nation. Doesn't mean it isn't racist. <laughs> like people can do things because they have the power to do so because they are their own nation. It doesn't make it not racist. It doesn't make it not bigoted. Well, let me ask you something else. So, so all these in Nigeria, are, but, but all these pictures that I'm looking at of the victims of Black Wall Street, all of the all of the pictures of the wounded, of of the dead, you know, all of the pictures available. That that's just made up. That that that's not. No, really we true. say it's made up. You had Africans that made it with Creek women, and the child was Creek. Because they have a matrilineal system. Those okay, well, children, well, wait a minute, those children grew up and had children. Thus, okay. you got what we call, what people was calling black, thinking that they was quote-unquote black Americans or black African Americans as we know them today. They all were not. Nor did the government well, drop well, bombs on the city neither. Now, I'm not saying that what happened was right. I think it was really terrible. But there's so oh, much, to... so but, but much you, going out there. Would, would, would you admit that we, we as a society, we as a country have had this racist notion that as long as you have like a drop of black blood in you, that you're somehow, quote, as the racists would probably say, painted, that you are black regardless of whether or not of what other heritage you might have in you. You know, be it, you know, look, if, if, if I, if, 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 if a, if a, if a white Jewish woman had sex with a black man, according to Jewish law, that person, that, that child would automatically be Jewish because most Jewish sects consider matrilineal, it's the same way, matrilineal heritage. If, if you, if your mother is Jewish, would be Jewish, then you're Jewish too. But mm-hmm. well, let me ask you something. Still, that person would still be looked at as society, would still be treated by society as a black individual. Um, and well, that's that what person, they see when it first comes. But here's the thing, right. too. But, but, and, and, and there's a lot of there's a lot of problems in the country that take place, right? That that when people well, it, see it happens to everybody. Person, it doesn't just happen judge. to black people. L- look at Barack Obama. His father right. was a Kenyan. His mother was a white American. He had sex with her. His father was a Muslim. Therefore, the male child is a Muslim. So Barack Obama is a Muslim. Well, it's Muslim heritage. Sure, but I mean, if somebody can say somebody, the Muslim may, like, just because somebody was born Jewish, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to consider themselves to be Jewish, even if other people consider them to be Jewish, because Judaism is a heritage and religion. It's not a, it's not an ethnicity. That's what the people in Kenya go by. His father well, then, was Muslim. That's fine, that's what the people in Kenya Therefore, his sons are Muslim too. So the people in Kenya may consider him to be a Muslim, but it doesn't make him a Muslim person. <laughs> but a Muslim is a person that obeys God. He was born a Muslim, according to 
his father. His father got it right. It's his father. Okay, I was born uh, technically as as a Jewish person. I have the right to be uh, to be an Israeli citizen if I so want to. Does that mean that I'm an Israeli citizen? No. You got a right also to receive fifty thousand dollars if you move to Dalton, Alabama, being that you're a Jew, to help you and your wife, your family, to get started. Dalton, Alabama. Okay, I'll have to look that one up. Maybe that's a good idea. But well, let me ask you a question. Why are you okay. a radio host and you don't know all these things? Am, am I as a radio host? Do I, am I as a radio host have to know every single thing that I Well, yeah, enjoy, you should be I, able to answer something. No. I, know, I know a bunch of things I say, but a lot of the things that you're saying are things that you're saying, and I'm not necessarily saying that they're verified. Oh, my catch left the conversation again. He always leaves the conversation. That's, that's, a, that's a darn shame. I, I wish he would stay around more, even though we tend to disagree a lot more than that. But let me do me, do me a favor. I'm going to put you on hold. There's another per- caller who is li- who has been waiting patiently on hold. And the last time I, I got into a conversation with somebody, uh, somebody was waiting on hold for a while and they just gave up. Let me go ahead and switch over to the next caller. And we, we'll come back to you, uh, Pianchi. Um, hey, caller, what's your name? Where are you from? Oh, is that me or? That's you, yes. Okay, keep the other guy on too. I, I, I'm pretty sure you can speak with uh, a few people at a, at a time. So. Sure. Okay. So he can, we'll, he can we'll jump try. on anytime you some, want. Sometimes people will jump on over each other. If, if that happens, we start we start talking over each other. I may mute one or both of you, depending. So, go ahead. Uh, but. Okay. No, no. He, well, he mentioned that you know that one tribe, uh, you know, told uh, basically what. Uh, Anyone who was uh, black or, or not actually true Indian heritage of that tribe. What, what tribe was that? The uh, well, it's a five civilized tribe. Uh, you yeah, know, some of them had. They, they got rid of anybody who was not uh, that particular. In, tribe. in 1979, well, I, 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 in, in 1979, the Creek got rid of all what you would call blacks. Now Creek, they could not get rid of the Creek, 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 the Creek, Creek. Nation. Okay, I'm not familiar with that. Okay, sorry about that. Come on, why don't you? You're calling it yeah, a so I, I don't think that's racist. Right? I don't think that's racist. I feel like, you know, I travel the world, so I mean, you know, I go to places and they give me a six month visa, and when I go to these places, I know who is a citizen of that country. They pretty much have a, you know, their similar look. I've been to China, all over Asia, all over uh, uh, Hispanic countries. And I know who is a citizen of that country pretty much. It's easy easy to tell. And I don't call them racist for not allowing me to be a citizen and that they only give me a six-month visa and then I have to leave. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't see a problem with that at all. I don't call them racist. I never would. Um, so, no, I just think that uh, uh, I think a country and a people have a right to decide what they feel just would work best uh, for them. You know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. So, so if, if so, if, if we as a country then decided that we now wanted to send every black person to Africa, we should be able to do so because we still have a majority white country. No, because Africans are you. I mean, blacks, what you call blacks, are United States citizens. They are so by the Fourteenth Amendment, which does not apply by the to immigrants. Amendment, right. It, it doesn't the, apply the to immigrants. The problem with that is the 14th Amendment was tyranny. So 
So uh, it was forced and dictated by the Congress at the time. They forced the southern states as well as the northern to vote in the 14th or they would have lost congressional representation. That was the first time in American history that tyranny occurred. Uh, so, therefore, really, the 14th Amendment does not exist. Well, it has to period. exist because the only way – you know, that's been brought up at court. And if you look at the no, Federal Register – to the Supreme Court to clarify. Well, okay. Well, it's been brought up to the bench. And, yes, if you look at the Federal Registry going back during that time, there wasn't enough votes. I think they were short. But whose job is it to change it? It's Congress' job. That's what the court said. So that's all we have right. to work with nowadays. Yeah, I'm trying. Actually, it's funny you brought that up because I'm trying to bring this to the Supreme Court. And I'm not against anyone per se. And I was trying to fix the 14th Amendment, but realized the 14th Amendment to actually fix would be more difficult than to just uh, basically get rid of due to the fact it was tyranny. Well, and, one and thing for, for sure. Is, is I, I feel that this country is becoming overpopulated. And uh, the Founding Fathers actually wrote a citizenship law in 1790, three mm-hmm. years after the Constitution, which states in the first sentence that the United States is alien, free, white, are to be citizens. And that mm-hmm. wasn't racist. It's because they wanted to make a country of people of likeness. Yeah, it's so nothing wrong with that, that idea that they had. It's is, is perfectly that. fine. It's perfectly fine. That's right. If that's what they wanted. But the thing is, the way it is now, where you got immigrants are used it. Come no, are you talking babies. about the Naturalization Act of 1790, or are you talking about something else? No, not the Naturalization Act. That's a whole different thing. But let me no, get this real. Yeah, let me get this real quick. Uh, you got immigrants that come here illegally and have babies, and the baby's supposed to be citizens. That's not right. That's right. not true. That's if you hear illegally, your child cannot be a legal citizen. Why? If it's had, right. no. Why? I, I like this guy, man. You, you're very, you're very uh, up on things, <laughs> sir. And I, I do Come appreciate you making man. friends, having, letting people become friends. There you go. Uh, but but why why is the wording of that that why why does the wording everyone goes that everyone says that because you're, the part of the Fourteenth Amendment you're born here you're a citizen here that's what that's what the that's what everyone. Uh, 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 corruption, man. It was corruption due to corruption. Okay, but but, but why, Yankee? Why why is that not true? Why why is because why is that false? You're not a legal citizen. You know another lady. And I'm African American. I'm black, yeah. whichever one you You've want. called before, right? You had an a, you had a uh, you had a congressperson, a black female from Texas. Her name was Barbara Jordan. Mm-hmm. Listen to what she says about immigration. She says immigration is not a right. It's a privilege. Those that immigrate here are to make life better for those who are here, not take away. And for for you liberals, let me say this. Did not one of your most famous presidents, John F. Kennedy, say, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country? Sure. And Barack Obama, when he was president, he was a net um, deporter, the La Raza referred that, to Barack was, Obama. La Raza called Obama the deporter in chief because he deported a lot of people, people who shouldn't have been here. People. Around? What? Is that woman still around? Who said no, that it's that Barbara Jordan. You can listen to her on YouTube. 
Barbara oh, she's no Jordan. Longer in a political she position. did. She did. Now. Oh darn! And oh, guess what? Darn. She was a Democrat. <laughs> yeah. How old did she live till, man? Oh, she lived a long life, man. Did she live well, a long life? She was. She was. She was in a wheelchair. But you have. Yeah, yeah. You have. Oh, that's too bad, man. But under, under international law, person, people man. have the right to declare asylum. So there's that, and, and in order. In order to declare well, asylum in the United States, you have to declare asylum either at a port of either at a port of entry or on U.S. soil. And when Donald Trump shut down the ports of entry, well, so it only allowed he, he people to do right it on thing. U.S. soil. He it only, did the only, right only, thing. In which, in which case, when you cross the border to, to declare asylum, it, that is not an illegal border crossing. That is a that is that is something that is allowed by law. So, well, you, you got to get in the country legally first before you can no, you uh, don't. Uh, declare it's foul. Well, do let me ask you this. Hang on for you. Let me roll it back. Crossing the border to declare asylum on U.S. soil is in and of itself a legal action. It is not. You it, can declare not, it, but they don't have to give it to you. They don't have to give it to you. Look at baseball players. Hang on for a second. Look at baseball players. Look at Yashir Pugh. Look at Androlis Chapman and other baseball players coming from Cuba. They come here and play a game, and guess what they do? They stay. They don't go back. But hardly – and, 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 and I was going to bring up Cuba because hardly anybody on the right criticizes the people coming from Cuba. I never hear anybody on the right be critical of the one foot on dry land policy that that as long as you get I, one I'll be. like Clint did I'll you, know, you remember, you remember the, the Mariana <laughs> boat people the Mariana boat people would chase through Miami streets to catch them and put them back on the boat and put them back out to sea what, was Clinton what, the conservative Clinton did was not a conservative you, you know right, what I, I thought, so I, my point still stands I have I, I rarely hear any conservatives when they're criticizing border crossings for people declaring asylum, they never criticize Cubans. They criticize people crossing the Mexican border. Because well, I have Cuba, I, I, I can't be for Cuba. Here's the thing: do it the right way. But that is the you right can go way. to a U.S. You, you can go to a U.S. embassy in your own country and seek that that status. You don't have to march no 1,200 miles. You ain't marching 1,200 miles. You see some of these women, they full breast, full hip. They ain't marching no 1,200 miles. Hey, though, man, don't you think the answer has to be that one day this has to come to a stop? Is this going to be a continual thing, the rest of uh, existence Wait. of these planets? I mean, wouldn't it be better to start helping these countries to fix and come up and, and make a good life all over the planet? What what Democrats <laughs> try to do that? The Republicans attack. They're spending too much money on them. For they to do spend. spend they spend tens of millions of dollars. They give tens of millions of dollars to those countries to address the proper problems that they say the people are fleeing from. Here's another thing: those countries belong to the OAS, the Organization of American States, which is a lot like their UN. It's 28 countries. Those 28 countries should address those problems. Go in there with some black ops and take out those leaders. Trump done right. Yeah, really, right, man? 
Trump done really? the right thing when he cut aid to those countries because but, how can we give you aid and you continue to send us all your people? But that's just the stabilization of those countries. That, but here, I'm reading this from a website. You cannot apply for asylum at a U.S. embassy or a consulate. Asylum is a form of legal protection available to certain people who cannot or would not feel safe if they tried to live in their home country because of past persecution or danger in the future because of race, religion, blah, 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 blah. U.S. embassies and consulates cannot process requests for this form of protection. That's because under U.S. law, asylum seekers can apply only if they are physically present in the United States or at least at a U.S. border or other port of entry. But again, Trump closed all those port of entry and other places, so they had to be physically present in the United States to do that. So, no, you got to get in the United States legally, right? If you're in the country illegally, we don't have to talk to you. No, that's not true. You, if you cross the border hey, hey, specifically for asylum, that is a legal action. That is not an illegal to, border crossing. Asylum to. What? Isn't it the first country you 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 can leave your country from? You have you seek asylum no, there. No, that that is that is I believe that is, that is I believe. Oh no I believe no 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 no. Wait, no. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> That is that is I believe what the what the European Union says. That that is a rule of the EU. That is not an international law. You do not have to request in the first country. Well, America don't have to comply to international law. An American is a sovereign nation. And it makes sense. If you leave your country where you are being oppressed and persecuted and you go into the next country, well, seek asylum in the next country. They're close to you. The food is similar. The language is similar. Why come (laughs) 1,200 miles to the United States? Yeah, right. Maybe they don't feel safe in that country neither. I mean, people well, because always talk about bogus. all the gangs in Mexico or whatever. I mean, yeah, you got to cross Mexico in most cases to get here. But, you know, the, the, the same people trying to tell people, well, why not just declare it, ask for asylum hey, in Mexico. Hey, man, you're awesome, bro. This guy's awesome. <laughs> I, I'm with the other guy. I, I'm with the guy, who, you know, sorry, host, but I'm agreeing with this other talk, uh, talker. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I I mean, until until Demonox joined up in the uh, in in the uh, chat room, I didn't think that I I pretty much knew that I was going to be the only liberal left leaning person on this discussion. Now we have Demonox in; he'll 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 have my back. Um, oh, we got another caller! Yay! Um, so is that Demonox? Is that you, Demonox, or is that someone else? Well, you can say it in the chat before I uh, before I click over. Um, but I did want to kind of roll back because because. I didn't, you know, I wasn't trying to talk about too much about, you know, natural. I mean, I like where the conversation go. I often like like to let the conversation go. But one of the main things I did want to talk about uh, in this week's show is the topic of reparations. And because a lot of times uh, people will talk about, actually, but let's do this. Let's go ahead and take the, the second commercial break. We'll come back. Uh, ugh, come back. Take your calls as well. It's I'm putting, putting everybody on hold. 914-803-4131. This is 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dane Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.
Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh, host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will. <laughs> Catch you on the tune. Do you want to set money aside for a rainy day? Do you want to open an account that will give you a savings bonus each month? What if I told you that you can get both and have a chance to win $10 million? Yada is an FDIC-insured bank, and when you go to yada.liberaldan.com, open an account, and make your first deposit, you will get 100 entries into the next weekly drawing. You will also get entries each week you have a balance. So go to yada.liberaldan.com. That's Y-O-T-T-A liberaldan.com. This is Amber Petrovich, a.k.a. Just Capital, talking investing in the Just Capital Minute. Y'all call the meme stocks, I call it momentum investing. I'm here to remind you that momentum investing is actually a strategy that can be quite profitable if you nail the timing. It involves finding short-term trends with strength and incredible volatility. The trickiest part is knowing when to take your profit because, you know, 40K in profit means nothing until you've realized it. And when you're momentum investing, gains can disappear like lightning. So two things, if you're really long on a stock, as in you own hundreds of shares, you might consider buying a put as insurance. The other thing is to watch that stock, like a hawk stalking prey. You go and you take your profit when you believe it is peaking and when the time is right for you. Now trading volume and moving average are your best friends in timing your exit. And never feel bad about taking profit. It might go higher or lower, but you still profited. This has been the Just Capital Minute. Build wealth, fight the wealth gap. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Ken Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. In the conversation, it's 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. You can join all of us in the chat if you are listening live. Go to blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan, and you can uh, join Demonox, uh, Daylene, how to pronounce the last part of your name, <laughs> and Pianchi, um, who are all joining us in the chat discussing this. And they're all on the phone as well, which is awesome. Uh, but first, before we get to the topics, I'm going to get to Demonox. Second, a Demonox, again, big shout out to Demonox, who is first Liberal Band Radio Patreon. Um, thank you so much for your support. And also shout out to my friend Cesar, who is the other one at this point in time. But before we talk about this, I do want to, before I forget, play this week's Hypocrite of the Week. This week's Hypocrite of the Week is Fox News, who criticized Vice President Harris on wishing everyone a happy Memorial Day for supposedly not giving the holiday the solemn respect it deserves then tweeting about what kind of colorful libations you might want to enjoy for the holiday. Make up your mind, Fox. Are we being somber or getting lit? You decide. To see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune in to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. And there we go. So oh, we have another topic of conversation 
to talk about in a second. But I do want to have bring Deminox in for this part of the conversation. Then we'll bring everybody back and we'll talk about this new topic, then reparations. The floor is yours, Deminox. Okay, so we're talking about uh, asylum. I heard when I got back from my yeah. my supermarket shopping, and I was afraid I missed the show. But luckily, you're going late. <laughs> I, I mean, um, it may very well be another three hour show. A three hour show. Yeah, a little bit of prep. <laughs> Just a bit. Um, yeah. So the whole thing about asylum, it, there's a few levels to it, and it doesn't matter to me legally. I don't care what the law says. You have to do. Because laws aren't made of what you have to do. They're usually made of what you shouldn't do. But what you should do is just called the right damn thing. That's it. If people need help and you have the means to help them, even if you don't have the means to help them, you help them. Speaking about me being your first Patreon uh, patron, I spend about $70 a month on Patreon just all around. I make nothing. I have trouble paying my electrical bills and all that stuff. But I've got a little bit, and even I give a little bit. It's not a brag thing. It's a, we live in the wealthiest damn country in the entire planet, supposedly. You know, I don't think those numbers check out anymore. We can help right. people. My grandfather's both fought in World War II, so we could help people. So anybody who says we shouldn't take people from other countries, especially countries we made the messes of, like South America, we screwed that all up. That's on us. We screwed up. We should fix it. Yeah, you you make the mess. You definitely should be fixing the mess. And I'm bringing everybody back on, um, and 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 hopefully we'll allow each other the opportunity to talk. If we don't, I'll go I'll go mute people. I have no problems using the mute button, but we do have three on, so it might be a little more difficult. Three plus me. Uh, but uh, we did have the question asked in the chat: Should billionaires exist? To which I responded, No. And I'm sure no. Uh, yeah, there you go. And then so we got two no's and two yeses. And I'm I'm I am the show host, so I'm the tiebreaker. Answers no. Uh, well, wait a minute. Uh, do I am I included in this? Uh, do, do Do you believe billionaires should exist? I do. Well, I mean, yeah, because I'm I'm planning I'm planning on being one in the next couple months. <laughs> How so? Uh, just because of the meme stocks or what? Oh no, not because of the meme stocks. Why is that um, what you're doing? No, I, I mean, I don't anticipate becoming a – I've made too many bad moves in the whole meme stock thing to be able to actually get there. Although, if you listen to the uh, Just Capital Minute, I guess she changed the name of it on me. Um, if you listen to Just Capital Minute, Amber Rose uh, on Twitter, um, follow her. She's awesome. Um, she basically was talking about, you know, it doesn't matter when you jump in or when you jump out as long as you're able to get, get profit. And I did that today. I jumped in. I jumped out. And I got profit. Yeah. Um, but here's the no, thing. It's I'm, like, I'm kind of being uh, I'm being facetious at the same time. Okay. Because, but you like, know, not many people are billionaires. Not many people are billionaires. And the thing about, like, a lot of times, like, during the Civil War, you had people in the South fighting for the South, not because, you know, not, be, not because they owned slaves, because many people in the South didn't own slaves. But they believe that one day they might be able to have their own plantation and then they could have their own slaves too. But then that's the same kind of thought. I think a lot of people who are conservatives, who, not all of them, but a lot of people who are conservatives believe, you know, they vote, they vote against these, you know, tax laws that are meant to, you know, have the richer people pay a bigger share because they have more to protect. Um, they fight against these things, be, not because they, they are 
wanting to protect, well, maybe with Donald Trump, they want to protect Donald Trump, but they want to, not because they're thinking, oh, well, we're going to protect these rich people. It's because, well, one day I might be rich too. And therefore I don't want to be living under a tax system that's going to harm me when I'm rich, but it's never going to happen. Most likely. Okay. Because... So, so how do we solve this? How do we solve from people being billionaires? If they if oh. they've made the money like Gates through his Microsoft, <laughs> I know. Yeah, taxes. You bring the money back to where the taxes originated from. The reason why billionaires shouldn't exist isn't because being a billionaire makes you a bad person or because you did something wrong. Billionaires shouldn't exist is because it means that the economy is fundamentally broken. Money fundamentally isn't flowing. You're using exploitative labor where people are literally living off the government. And that's the thing conservatives don't like. Uh, and even a lot of liberal people don't like is the idea of having to live off the government for different reasons. I used to work at a Staples. Staples is a Massachusetts-based company. Massachusetts has Romneycare, which is the foundation and basis for Obamacare. People don't like Obamacare because they have to pay for it, right? Staples sends out a letter to all their employees saying, sorry, we got an exempt status from the state of Massachusetts for giving you health insurance because we don't pay you enough. So because Staples says we don't pay you enough, the state has to pay. So that's, that's kind of the problem. The more these companies grow exponentially while also keeping other people down because money isn't flowing, the, the more money the government has to pay out and the worse off everyone is. And it does lead to these economic collapses because money isn't flowing. And that's why billionaires that's shouldn't true. exist. Not because they're bad people, but because it's a broken no, system. No, no, no. We're not saying they're bad people. Let me disagree with something. Let me disagree with something. Wait, 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 wait. I'm muting you a second because I need to disagree with Demonoff for a second. I'm just going to say that the people paying the exploitive wages and doing the other things that billionaires do, like, you know, especially when it comes to exporting, that is doing a bad thing, though. That is. Oh, yes. Right. Well, how much should they be allowed to automatically make? Mean. How much should they be allowed to make? As much as they want, as long as it gets taxed appropriately, the way that it used to be. Because if you're making more and more and more, and you're getting paid a higher rate of, ta- and you're paying higher rates of taxes and paying your employees more, then there's still hypothetically no limit. You're just not skyrocketing. Jeff Bezos went from what ten billion dollars to 112 billion dollars in a matter of a couple of years, while wages have not moved. That's an exponentially disproportionate inflation that adversely affects everybody. All those, quote, jobs he's creating are jobs that are exploitative and don't actually help the economy, and in many cases, put more strain on the government and society. So Bezos can make as much money as he wants if he pays on it, and he's not paying on it, and that's the problem. Right, like your Walmarts of, of, of the world or whatever. Um, you know, they, they would pay minimum wage and some, some, some Walmarts have, you know, have raised wages a little bit, I think in, in, in response to, um, some societal pressure when it comes to that. And now maybe other places are doing it because people are having this minutia of, so what should they pay at Walmart? $40 an hour? No, no. Well, that's, that's, that's the typical straw man. Well, you shouldn't pay somebody seven, so you should pay people forty, or then sometimes it's a hundred or whatever. Well, you know, you I mean, should, just uh, twenty to fifty. How? What is? What is the minimum amount of money that a person needs to survive without government benefits? About twenty-two fifty average nationally is what the current rate would be from nineteen eighties inflation till now if we had kept up after Reagan basically stopgapped everything. Um, that's how much it would be. And that sounds like a crazy amount of money, but bear in mind, like I, I pay $1,200 in rent 
I pay a couple hundred bucks on electric. I'm making 18 and a half an hour, and I barely have a pot to pee in, and I'm a skilled laborer at 40 years old. Minimum wage isn't just for people like me. It's not just for people like first time out of college students either who are just like, oh, well, why should I pay a college kid 20 bucks an hour to flip burgers? Because you're also paying moms and parents and dads. What and kind everybody. of labor are you? You commercial construction? Not commercial construction. I wish I had that kind oh, of although, uh, income. My brother does reach AC. Didn't you have to go work on a commercial construction site? Oh, yeah. I'm going to be doing installations in a $14 million building because my boss decided to bid on a $14 yeah. million building. Yeah, iron worker. Um, I paid my, my iron workers over $100 an hour. They're very skillful. Yeah, but I'm not iron. I, I'm, uh, I'm, I do installations. I work in a print shop. I run very specialized machines. I can do vehicle wraps. If you want an awesome-looking car with something on it, I will do it for you. Uh, okay. So if it's going to be a MAGA car, then I will charge you like 10 times the amount because, well, you know, capitalism, <laughs> and I can't. So you're working at a job, and you are being paid what people are willing to pay. Uh, my, people put up, my people put up high high office buildings and bridges over the river. So their work is more dangerous. They need more skills so they can demand oh, more. absolutely. But right. my skills are also worth more than me living in poverty, not being able to afford a house, not being able to afford a family. That's also exploitative. I'm getting paid what my cheap boss is willing to pay because I live in an area with a ton of colleges, and they see everything as disposable labor. They see people as disposable labor that they can just pay and the market's in their favor, and if you don't like the pay, you can quit and try to find money somewhere else. And the problem is money doesn't exist somewhere else because there's no minimum wage increase that has matched inflation. The idea that the market will fix itself is a lie, and it's been proven right. by the fact okay. that wages I, haven't gone up. I'm fortunate enough that my full-time job – I mean, I would love for this to be my full-time job, but it, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. I, I need to have many more Patreons, many more, much more commercial advertising – be able to do this, you know, five days a week. You need three that OnlyDance site. Yeah, I need OnlyDance. Yes, OnlyDance. Well, you person to go back to school off. and get some more skills that's in demand, Dan. Uh, no, no, my, my, my full time, I, I, I have post-bachelor education as a computer scientist. I, I am a software developer. I have a managerial position where I currently work. I, I, I make good money. Don't get me wrong. I make good money doing what I do. Um and there's demands for people. All my siblings are engineers. My last one is a, is a gas petroleum engineer. Heck, before he got out of school, people was trying to snatch him up. And he's black. So to say okay. that uh, these things out here don't exist, it must exist. No, people no, trying to come exist. into this country. They do it. These well-paying jobs exist, and that's fine. And there should. And, and if I'm working for somebody, I should. You know, I'm lucky enough to where I was able to. You know, well, not necessarily lucky enough. I, I'm. I'm. Maybe there's a little bit of luck, but I don't know. But I, I, I was able to put myself in a situation to where I was able to kind of say, this is what I was making at this position. I wanna, you, you want me to come in, I need to make a little bit more. And I was able to climb that ladder myself. But then again, my work is more specialized and I have more experience on the, on the job, more experience doing what I do. So therefore I can demand more money for what I do. Uh, however, um, it, this, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is minimum skilled labor. Minimum skilled labor, where that every of these businesses, your Walmarts need minimum skilled laborers to operate. They need their greeters. They need their checkout people. They need their stock people. They need, they need all these people to do in the businesses in, to make their billions and billions of dollars. Um, and 
oftentimes when you have people working, they will work them whatever hours they feel like working on. And if, and if, and if those people don't want to pick up a second job, it's almost impossible for them to do so many times because the Walmart, if, if, if they don't follow Walmart's schedule, Walmart's just going to lay them off and find somebody else. Um, but he, so here's the thing. So here's what we're trying to say is that you, if you want to pay, if you want to hire somebody, you don't have the right to cheap labor as an employer. You do not have the right to my labor. You should have, you, you know, people are talking about during this coming out of the recovery, how businesses are suffering because they can't find laborers. You don't have the right to anybody else's work. You should, you should, you should be expected to, if you want to hire somebody, to pay them a wage that's going to be livable. Or, and here's the or, or accept the fact that there's going to be some level of minimal government uh, help that's going to come in and not fight that either because you can't have it both ways. So either you're going to, but, but here's the thing is that, you know, your Walmarts of the world, you know, they would, you know, pay seven fifty an hour for, for their, for their work. So these people are, are making, you know, are getting government assistance. They're getting food stamps. Well, now you have to work the hours that Walmart wants you to work. Well, where are you going to spend those food stamps at Walmart? So now Walmart is profiting off of those food stamps. They're, they're profiting off of the ability to get cheap labor. And what and happens to their profit? Don't they issue dividends to their shareholders? I mean, you don't owe dividends to your shareholders in the way that you owe it. That some people like to say. My uncle always said, "Oh, it's against the law not to try to make the most amount of money for your shareholders." No, it's against the law to deliberately screw over your shareholders, but it is not against the law to not make as much money as possible for all your shareholders. But you can, but you can pay dividends. You. you can pay dividends to your shareholders, and you can make exactly. a more profitable company while still paying a livable wage. And that's the thing. Now, now, if we want to, you know, it, it needs to come either one way or the other way. So it either needs. I was, I was toying with the idea of trying to do a show based off an idea of, of let's just implement a universal basic income. Um, where everybody gets a certain amount of money, and then you know, at a certain point, everybody gets taxed. And I think at that point, it's it, 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 and where are they going some... to produce? What do you mean they're going to? No, uh, well, you know, giving giving people money and they're not producing nothing really doesn't accomplish anything. Well, maybe they've they actually proven this. that not to be the case. They might well, actually produce things that they. they you might just going to give things. people money and they're not producing anything. What well, nation they could might, exist they might like that? To, they might choose to produce something. They might choose to go into business for themselves if they can afford to do it. But my, but something else I was thinking about recently about coming to it is instead of giving everybody just a flat income, just make so so minimum wage is seven fifteen an hour. Say okay, that's about fifteen thousand a year or so. Have the government double that. Have the government say okay, we're going to pay everybody seven fifty an hour. Um, for 40 hours a week of work, just boom from the start. And so that way, if you're making, if you're doing a full-time job, um, making minimum wage, you're still making 30 grand a year. And then once, and then anything after that, after the 30 grand, you're everyone's taxed at the same rate. Uh, so therefore, and, and you increase, or you incre- or maybe you have a progressive income tax, but you do it after 30 instead of after whatever. Um, at which point, you start kind of paying back into the system so that at some point you're actually not benefiting from it, so to speak, but you're still 
but you there there never becomes an opportunity where you earn a dollar more of income and that causes you to lose more than a dollar worth of assistance so it doesn't disincentivize you from working so instead of for example having a $300 additional unemployment assistance check uh that everyone's complaining about well people won't go back to work because they're getting this money you instead give that money on the other side and say okay this is this is a stipend that you're getting it doesn't hurt your unemployment if you take it but it doesn't it doesn't if, if you go to work it then travels with you it's just something you always have in which case there's no disincentive to work you're getting money i mean like if i got a, a, a minimum you know if i if I, i'm 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 i like the amount of money that i'm making right now um as my income obviously i would like to make more um, but I'm not, but if government all of a sudden said, well, we're going to give everybody, you know, X amount of money to start. And so that everybody's guaranteed to have them. I'm not, I'm not just going to sit here and go, well, I like, I liked making, you know, however many figures I'm making, but I'm just going to go back and get that other thing because you know, I'm, I'm just going to rest on my laurels and I, no, I'm going to go out and try and do more and get more and get more and, and, and better myself. And so I can bring in more money and I can do fun things with my family, assuming it's safe to do so pandemically speaking. Can I bring up two conservative talking points and the logical sure. fallacies of them that would also be used to counter this? One sure. is usually that uh, we need to have more in- – competition is good for business, right? That's a talking point, and I agree with that. Talking com- uh, competition is good. But the logical fallacy is if people don't have enough money to try to break off to secure loans or to put an investment in to make their own small businesses, all you have left are the big giant businesses. That's it. That's actually a problem we have right now. Uh, And then the other problem, which is, well, who's going to pay for it? That's always the biggest one, and that is a very legitimate question. Um, How many billion people are in the country in the U.S.? Is it 1.2 billion in the United States right now? What? No, there's, there's, yeah, do we have has, a billion people? No, we don't. <laughs> okay, we don't even have one billion. Okay, it's so like we million. just promised Bezos. Million. We just promised Bezos ten billion dollars in a tax refund credit for his space program that will benefit only the like very very few people who can pay his thing. So if we can give one man, Jeff Bezos, ten billion dollars. Uh, we can afford to give everyone something. Like we just do – not that we should have given him $10 billion, but if we can afford that, there's no reason why we can't afford a higher minimum wage or a government-backed uh, stimulus or a UBI, which we will then be spending that money, putting it back into the economy and helping everyone. Because an economy shouldn't be trickled down. It should be flow up. Right, well, trickle so down where all work. have uh, the average person benefited from space exploration, space travel? We benefit more from telescopes and uh, observation of our own deep sea than we have benefited from deep space exploration. The most beneficial thing we had besides the Hubble telescope, which gave us the Hubble constant, which uh, was the universal expansion rate that we have, uh, and that maybe a few make up some molecules that haven't impacted the Earth yet, we haven't actually gotten all that much from that. My, my grandfather worked with NASA before was NASA. Yes, sir. Well, yeah. the mineralization that makes it possible for your cell phone. You know, I used, I'm a mm-hmm. ham radio operator. And I remember the first okay. the first handy talkie, walkie-talkie I built. It was big as a brick. It could dial phone numbers and do all those things. But with the mineralization, 
of components that you use in your cell phone, you have something that you can carry around in your pocket compared to what I built. But that was from government spending on a government space program. That wasn't Bezos sending people to Mars or whatever. That wasn't Elon Musk. That was the government, which we paid for. That's because private businesses do it better. No, private businesses only do it better because they defund the government programs, just like they defund the post office. They slow it down, say it's better, uh, it's broken, and then people go, well, this sucks. Let's go to the UPS. But try to send a letter across the country with UPS for under $8. I haven't known uh, the post office to ever uh, break even. Well, the, yeah, the, the post office the, actually well, was very well, profitable well, let me, let me in the 90s it. until 1993, was it, uh, when they no, made that law? They weren't paying nobody anything. No, 2005. 2005 oh, is when the post office was required by the Republican Congress and George oh, yeah. Bush. They were required to Sorry. fund 70 years of, of unfunded uh, retirement liabilities, unlike any other business or any other Entity that's out there it that hires people. It was '93 when they pensions. weren't allowed to bank anymore, right? Maybe, maybe it was '93 when they weren't allowed to bank. Yeah, but it was, it was. But in, they were super was, profitable then. They were, they were super All profitable, right. and, and 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 they so they put this ridiculous requirement that that put like five was it million or five billion? I don't know how much of money it was. It was five something um, more than what they normally would have to. Probably five billion money that they wouldn't normally not have to pay like and other businesses aren't required to pay but for some reason the post office is required to pay them so because they put this artificial uh requirement on this one entity because they hate it because they want to privatize everything that's why the post office is not profitable that's yep they used to be able to bank they had amazing benefits. My dad is a mailman. Uh, he retired in 2003, I think, right before this all happened. Great retirement plan. I had wonderful medical benefits growing up, uh, all of that wonderful stuff. My dad got a great livable wage. He had the American dream of he started off in poverty, and he is now middle-ish class. His kids are in poverty, but that's, you know, it happens. But that wasn't a failing of the post office of the government. That was a failing of a particular sector of the government deciding business needs to do it better, profit over lives, and that the economy needs to be gimme money now, 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 with no long-term solutions. And that's how we got the crash in 1920. Well, 29, but you know what I mean. But here's the thing. with In in the chat, um, uh, our other friend says, Bread will be $5 a loaf when the wage increase happens. That is not – and here's the thing. If, if you go look at, I think, North Dakota when you had the big natural gas boom out there, uh, you had a lot of businesses paying $15 an hour or more uh, for, for people to be working in those natural gas processing plants or fields or whatever, whatever, whatever job that they had to do for natural gas. People were flocking up there, and nobody could be gotten to work. And the restaurants, like fast food restaurants, Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's, etc. So what happened? Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's, etc. All had to increase their pay to $15 an hour to be able to get recruit people to actually work for them. And how much did burger prices go up? Maybe a nickel. Not a lot. Why? Because it's, there, there, there's, a, there's something that will I think a lot of people, I'm not going to say just conservatives about this, because I don't think enough people learn economics in, in high school and or college to be able to understand these concepts. But there's a simple thing, was the price elasticity of demand, where 
You know, just because just because costs go up, it doesn't mean that you necessarily can push all of those costs onto your uh, customers. Now, some things costs might go up, and you can push them onto the customers if they are priced inelastic. But if they're priced elastic, guess what? You're you're going to have to eat some of that when it comes to profit, and also. The, the cost of paying one employee more money in a day doesn't necessarily, let's say you raise it from 750 to 50. So you're making 750 more. And I, I, let's see, blah, 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 750 times eight, 15, 30, 60 bucks. So that's, that's paying somebody 60 bucks more for a day's work of pay. But how much, how many burgers are they making in a day? That, that, that doesn't equate to like, you know, about 2000. Well, I mean, you probably have a lot of people, you know, who are working in those nat- working in those natural gas fields who are probably hungry, who are coming through, whatever. I don't know how many people will come through your North McDonald's in the middle of the natural boom, so I can't answer that question. However, we're going to be slinging out burgers, slinging out burgers, slinging out burgers. And the other thing is that a lot of times conservatives will say, well, if you made it a minimum wage, guess what? People are going to automate. Well, businesses are always going to automate. Businesses are always going to try and find ways to, you know, get you know, electronic tally. No, we, we don't have an increased minimum wage. We have plenty of self-checkouts in Walmart nowadays, plenty of self-checkouts at Target. There's even self-checkouts at McDonald's, and we still haven't increased the minimum wage. So it doesn't matter what the minimum wage is. A business is always going to try and automate as much as possible. Now, some businesses might choose not to because maybe those businesses give some sort of like an experience that requires human intervention. Um, you can't automate uh, the waitressing at Hooters, for example. Um, certain things can't be automated. Sandbox. I remember when the federal minimum wage was two dollars and twenty cents. Mm-hmm. All right, but there was and also state minimum wages. The state, there were state minimum wages, and also federal minimum wage. Federal minimum wage was, minimum wage was higher in the state. What was the cost of living mm-hmm. back then? Well, I That's can't remember. Thing. But I tell you what, That's the thing. It's like, when yeah, gasoline. When gasoline was a dollar sixty-five cents for a long period under Trump, then it went up to two sixty, close to three dollars now. I said, okay, I just stopped giving to charitable organizations. When they come to me, I say, go ask Biden. Because you think Biden has something to do with the fact that not, you know, the fact no, that no, because now- I have less money. The money that I was giving them, I have to use it in, in order for sustainable things now. You know what gas was cheap I- last year? Why was that? Well, everything it went up. Chinese a box of a box of pork and rice is a dollar more than it was. Why, yeah, why, we had a global pandemic which interfered with production, and we also had the Suez Canal. We also had dock workers who couldn't go to the docks to unload products, so products are going through the roof. Funny thing though, you just proved the other point of what people say. Well, if you raise minimum wages, prices are going to go up. They're going up anyways. Fix the wages. Yeah, absolutely. And that's yeah. why I come. I mean, people that was ex- uh, expecting to have uh, charity for disadvantaged segments of the population, I don't know what to tell them to do. I'm not giving to them anymore. Well, I was involved with Smile. I was involved with Smile Amazon. I was involved with Smile Amazon. I used to have uh, the percentage of my purchases go to a organization. And I didn't like them because the members was pissed off because I supported Donald Trump. So I said, okay, I'll fix you. I took them off the list and put the National Rifle Association. That's where the money goes now, to the NRA. 
<laughs> the money's going to go to the uh, to their to their. Um, well, no, they can't go to their credit. The bankruptcy case. Uh, yeah, but because if the NRA get, was still what the NRA bankrupt. was in the 1920s. No, it's not who it is. Yeah. I'm just telling you the principle behind it. That's you're basically what people giving do. Your money to, you're giving your money to the state of New York at this point because at this point all, all that money is going to do is uh, go pay fines that the NRA has to pay to New York City since the, since the uh, government, since the court, courts in New York City has said that the NRA can't declare bankruptcy and move to Texas uh, to try and avoid their um, – well, of course, New York there. City is going to say that. New York City told people that wanted to move, they stopped them at the border and said they had to pay some ridiculous tax to get out the damn state. So we have hyper-liberal states like that, hyper-liberal governments. I wonder why come Andrew Cuomo is still in office. But anyway, let's talk uh, about Because reparations. Democrats are unfortunately almost as hypocritical as Republicans because they don't have the guts to kick out Cuomo for being a sexual predator, just like Biden shouldn't be president because I think he's a sexual predator. Liberal Dan probably disagrees with me, but okay, I think okay, with any serious allegations, you shouldn't be. But also Trump shouldn't have been. You shouldn't have sexual predators in office. I don't care what your policies are. And unfortunately, Democrats don't have the guts to step up and do anything about it. So, yeah, Democrats okay, are passive-aggressive and – so we we have all these countries in the world in which people are uh, you know very low wages compared to Western countries. So right. like yeah. you're saying, just raise just raise the uh, wages. Now would it be just that easy to say go into Venezuela and uh, you know start paying people twenty dollars an hour for whatever job and uh, and then they're, then it's resolved. Is it that easy? Has the cost of living in Venezuela increased the way it has here? Has the standards of a healthy living environment increased? Has well, any of those costs? Because if the answer is yes, then absolutely the answer to you will be yes. Anywhere where a country has enough it's money and easy. the wealth to do so, then absolutely you do the right thing. It doesn't matter politics. It doesn't matter country of origin. Whether you there's do enough money. the right thing. So you just print more money. Now people have more money to money is imaginary anyways, dude. Look at the reason why Bitcoin no, is successful. Saying, easy, then why not have that why not do it? Because just printing more isn't necessarily enough. You actually have to set a standard. Because when you just print more, it just goes to the same people. Bezos wealth goes up, everybody else stays the same. You can't just no, do no, that. No, no, we just said we're going to raise increase. the wages for everybody. We just said we're going to raise the yeah. wages. So if everyone's going to have more money, everybody, then there has to be more money. No, there has to be more cash flow. That money just doesn't come from magically. Right. That money comes from where it's supposed to come from. We right now you have Walmart, magically. you have Bezos, okay, you have all, all that, that stuff. They're not paying taxes. Yeah, if they that, were paying their fair share, like that. that money would be where that minimum wage comes from. They would be paying their employees. So instead of Bezos to, being $144 billion, sorry. I do have to correct um, Daylene. Daylene, is this bringing a boy? Because you spelled Joe backwards. Um, but, Were you uh, going to talk about reparations? Well, I was going to talk about reparations. We'll get there. We, we still got – how long we got? We got an hour and 20 minutes left to talk about reparations. Uh, but $50, $50 a sheet of plywood, thanks, Joe Biden, is what it said in the chat. Uh, did a plywood go up last year? Plywood would up last plywood year started because, going up during COVID, yes. Right. Plywood started going up last now, year, not this year. Uh, plywood started going up when Joe Biden removed the tariffs on Canadian no, plywood. No, 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 no. Nope. Plywood, plywood has been uh, going up consistently all the way through because plywood, of COVID supplies and everything. The plywood industry in Georgia 
was practically stopped until Trump put a tariff on Canadian plywood, which let those industries to come back on board. Same thing with steel, my industry. We had steel, not only, you had steel mills start up because of the tariffs and also the tax deduction, uh, reductions. U.S. Steel in Granite City and Nucor and two new plants in Missouri and I'm going to have down to in Florida. The tariffs are a good thing because it means that we can't basically exploit foreign borders and screw over the local workers, and it does bring local business back, which is good. The problem is Trump didn't do it because he gave a crap about the American people. He didn't do it because he gave a damn about anyone other than his own business buddies and himself. Just like the China tariff. I agree with the China tariff because they're committing genocide over there, but he didn't do it for that. He did it because he was mad about their Twitter. That's it. That's your opinion about Trump. Mine is different. Wait. And he was mad about them not cover holding, like, you know, being nice about Ivanka's clothing line or whatever. But here, you know, lumber prices. Not just my opinion. Oh, wait, tweeted it. <laughs> lumber prices have indeed spiked, but it's not related to the Biden administration. Prices rose, by, rose more than 250% in the last year. Uh, the National Home Association of Home Builders said the increases cost added more to. Then $24,000 is the price of the average single-family home. Most of those increases came while Trump was in office. So that, that, that's because you had, um, you had the fact that you know, people you – know, it, it, it's a combination of the fact that uh, lumber prices surged uh, because mills forced to close or slow production because of the pandemic, However, and also pandemic right. projects. Mill Which should never had so, happened. We, we, didn't stop our, we didn't stop our for, projects. Our projects were on. We should have stopped well, I mean, everything, hands down, no, for at least no, a no, month no, 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 no. to quarantine, and we would have been through it much faster, and there would have been much less devastation, much less so. threat. New Zealand. So. Look at what New Zealand was able to do. Look at what New Zealand was able to do. That would uh, that that is an Versus example. Italy. Only those that had disabil- uh, health issues needed to stay at home and take care of themselves. No, because no. you can transmit it asymptomatically, and that's the problem. Right. If you transmit it asymptomatically and you don't necessarily get severe symptoms, that gives the virus opportunity to mutate, get stronger, spread faster, get into places. But if you disagree, I encourage you to come down to Holyoke, Massachusetts, and talk to the surviving soldiers in the veterans' home where they had 58 dead because a non-at-risk person the vet, worked there and the transmitted veterans. it to 58 Well, some people veterans. are going to die. What about the other 324 trillion viruses that the human genome has been exposed to since the advent of human beings? A virus is not a, vi- a virus is not the same thing as another virus. Like, like, like as Donald Trump said, this is a new virus. Wood- as vi- Donald Trump said uh, to Woodward, at least not to us, but to Woodward, uh, COVID was much worse than the flu. So you have you have uh, some viruses are more uh, they spread easier but do less damage. For example, the uh, swine flu under Obama, uh, I think there was 60 million cases or something like that, and only 12,000 dead. So it was it was it spread more quickly. Did you take a shot? Did you take it? I didn't. Did you take shots? What absolutely got both of them. Even though I'm not no, at high risk, never, I don't want to expose people will. because it's doing the I right thing. I, I took part in yeah. the, And I me part, doing the right thing will protect your ass. That's yeah. how it works. Well, no, I didn't take no, no, no shots. I would never take, take that shot. 
I am no. not throwing my shot. I am not throwing my shot. I'm just like my country. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going into Hamilton real quick. Um, that's, that's not a parody that I did though for Hamilton. But no, I I I participated in the Novavax vaccine study. So I took. I may have been vaccinated earlier than most people because I got my first two shots in in, the, in that study first, and then. But again, I just recently finished the regimen of the second crossover shot, so it's so I'm now officially fully vaccinated. But yes, I took part in a vaccine study well, to help. I can I congratulate you. And you know, do you medic- care about your fellow humans? I'm not the taking, other two. Do you I, care I do. about other people? Absolutely. I care about myself first, and I'm not taking do no you, shots. Do you have an at-risk problem where the, the shot could give you a no, severe no, reaction? No, 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 no. You do not. And let okay. me tell you, before you, so, before you go to the next so, ask, ask question, it's the same. The answer is the same as the last one you got from me. So your answer is... You obviously are just more caring about yourself than the safety of others. You would not, if there was a war per se, sign up and try to defend your country. I tried that once. They didn't allow. They didn't allow me to go. They said I was better needed here. But you tried to. So you, you tried well, to. Well, actually, so I didn't try to. But said, I didn't try to. They said I'm better and useful here. So okay, what but... fundamentally is the difference between doing something? that doesn't put yourself at any risk at all, or maybe a perceived imaginary risk, or maybe a 1% risk. Cause like you Taking said, the shot? How do you know die. it doesn't put you at people, risk? People gonna, you just said people are going to die anyways. Literally your own words. Well, people are going <laughs> to yeah, die anyways. How do you know, that it's, so, not, how do you know so, it's not going to put you at risk? I don't. But you know what? Here's the <clears> thing. I see, do I, it I, to I, protect I, I everyone else. Here's the thing. I took part in the Novavax study because I, it, the, the, I was the phase three trial, phase three part of the study. Phase two is deals with safety. Phase three is efficacy. So when I got to phase three, they already tested the safety portions of the, the vaccine so, so that I know that, it's, that it's, I felt that I, I would be safe taking them because they'd already finished phase two and they were allowed to go on to phase three. So that's why I thought, is, is there some random risk that that might be there that something might happen in this vaccine that might cause me a problem in the future there's a a small tiny shot that that might happen but guess what there's also a shot that if i catch covid that i could get myocarditis you're gonna let your 12 year old children take it your 12 year old children gonna take it the shot my 12-year-old child just took his um, first blood draw after because part- he's participating in the Novavax trial as well because before we found out that we, we, we opted him into the trial and he got his first shot in the trial before, um, about three days before they announced that the Pfizer vaccine was going to be available for kids. And I was like, because I want him protected because I've seen what his school does. I've seen what I can po- actually I can sum what? up the arguments 100% using their own logic against them. According okay. to you guys, open up the economy because people are going to die anyway. So the 58 veterans that died doesn't matter. They're going to die anyways. The uh, half a million people doesn't matter. They're going to die anyways. Half a million people dead doesn't matter. They're going to die anyways. The economy, the economy, we got to care. At the same token, you're willing to put your own risk, a perceived risk, 
on the line of a less than 1% because the virus that apparently isn't that deadly but also is going to kill people anyways, you don't actually care enough to protect other people because you're scared. Well, other you're letting people... your own fears and, and, and all of that stuff get in the way. If you actually no, gave no, a crap enough to open up the economy, it's, it's, uh, then you would take the it's shot. It's as bad as people say it is. We're being, we've been lied to. Yeah, look at the percentage. A lot of these deaths that you're talking about are pockets, pockets of areas that people have neglected to do what they needed to do, like those that did have diabetes and underlying health conditions. They weren't done properly. Because it was spread to them to people who weren't taking masks seriously. The mask doesn't protect me. They weren't done properly. But it's not the people who died who were doing it improperly. People wearing masks are preventing the spread of it. Let's say you have a health. Let's say you have an old age home where early on you have an old Early on, you all, you're, old age. all you're saying wait, is wait, victim I'm muting everybody. I'm muting everybody a second so I can have my shot. Okay, so everyone's going to come back in a second. But you have an old age home where uh, people, you know, are there and you know they're 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 living their lives or whatever. They they are being taken care of. Perhaps they're well managed, but they have conditions that need to be taken care of. But because they're older and because they might have a condition, they're they're slightly at higher risk. So you have these people in these old age homes. They're, they're, they're not leaving the old age home. They're being careful, right? So now you have individuals who work at the old age home. Maybe they're healthy. And now what happens? You close the economy. You, you make it so that, you know, people only go to certain things like grocery stores and do the very minimum that they have to do in order to be able to survive. You, these people come in contact with much less people. So, that, so they're less likely to get the disease and carry it back to these old age homes. Now, open up the economy instead. If you open up the economy, guess what? Now these individuals are working at these old age homes. So the individuals living with the people in high, who are in high risk situations or the people who, who have, you know, maybe pre-existing conditions, they're well managed at this point. Like maybe they have you know, cancer, or maybe they had some other sort of medical issue that's well managed. Maybe they had 20 to 30 years of life in front of them because the current status, their current health allowed them to, you know, be well managed. But now you open up the economy in the middle of a pandemic and you're, you're, you're allowing all these supposedly healthy people to be able to come in and out of all these, go, go to bars, go to restaurants, go to you know, Home Depot and Lowe's and Walmart and Target and go sing karaoke and go to Disney World, go to Six Flags and Talladega and NBA games and football games. Do all these things that, that everybody wants to do because the economy is open, right? The economy is now all open, and now you've just given this virus millions of more vectors to transmit itself. And not only have you given the virus millions, so now it has many, many, many more ways to get to that individual who's working at that nursing home, who may be asymptomatic, but who might come into that nursing home and spread it and kill a good chunk of the people in that nursing home. Well, they're going to die anyway, right? But they might not have died in the next year. They might have lasted five, ten years being well-managed, being taken care of. People with pre-existing conditions, people with diabetes or other heart decisions who, who are being well-maintained, 
are now being put at risk. Maybe, maybe they stayed home, but maybe one of their loved ones who had to go work, they brought it home because the person they worked with went to a bar, went to you know, a swingers club, went to you know, all sorts of different p- things that you could do in the middle of a pandemic that you shouldn't be doing. Um, all of these things, all of these vectors of transmission causing everything to be, to be to spread more. Furthermore, you're also giving it now more opportunities to mutate. You're giving it more, the more vectors of transmission, the more time it spends in human hosts, the more opportunities it has to mutate as a virus and to potentially get deadly or potentially get more infectious, potentially do all these things that, that could be more harmful to individuals. You're giving, you're giving it that more time to mute, making it that much more harder to, to vaccinate against or protect against because now you have more strains. Let's say, let's say the number that conservatives often give of 1% fatality rate is correct. Let's just say that's correct. It's not. It's somewhere between 2 and 3% fatality rate. So 97 to 98% survive. But let's say 99% of the people who get it live Ignoring all the other people who have lifelong conditions like myocarditis, lung scarring, all those other things. Let's say you have that 1%. You've now opened it up. So let's say everybody gets it. Let's say we open it up and we don't do anything differently and everybody gets it at some point. And 1% dies. Well, 1% of 340 million people is 3.4 million people. Is 3.4 million deaths okay to you? Where's that line? Where's the line that you die? What point do you then care? They say, okay, we're going to uh, we're go- we're going to cut these. We're going to take some action to be able to to stop these deaths. At what point is it okay? How much dollar worth of economic activity is a single life worth to you? Furthermore, it's not. One percent. It's somewhere between two and three. So that means it's six point eight to the uh, ten point four million dead because you just let everything go and you just opened everything up and said every they're going to die anyway. So now you just had somewhere between three and ten million people dead because you were you you were more worried about the economy than you were worried about people's lives furthermore there's all the other people the some odd 10 percent of people or 34 million people in the united states who are not going to die but they're going to get other things taken there other things are going to happen to them they're going to have myocarditis they're going to have lung scarring they're going to have all i'm bringing everybody back on they're going to have Lifelong conditions. There's somebody, there's some people out there who had to get their arms and legs or hands and feet amputated because of COVID-19. Those people survived, quote, survived. There are student athletes who got this, who are now suffering from myocarditis, who are not going to be able, you know, to participate in college sports because they got the virus. So, so, So 34 million people with lifelong conditions that they wouldn't have had had we, we, we clamped down on this and managed to, to, to seal it up tight. But no, according to some people, money is more, impo- is more important than lives, which is why I say that there's not a, anybody who is opposed to masking, opposed to social distancing, and now opposed to vaccinations cannot tell me 
that's your pro-life. You cannot because you're not willing to take the risk of you're not willing to take the risk of taking a shot in your arm. You're not willing to suffer the minor inconvenience of wearing a mask on your face to help protect the people around you, but you're going to force a woman to take the risk of a pregnancy that she doesn't want to take? Miss me with that. Well, your narrative, is too, full, your narrative is too full of and me. They could both be. caught bullets. They were both shot at all the time for people they'd never even met before. Not even their countrymen. Not even in their country. They were fighting for the greater good. They were fighting for the belief of never again. Never again, meaning the Holocaust, meaning the invasion, meaning the fascism and all that stuff. And despite Nazis coming back somehow, they fought for never again. We need to see, even if COVID isn't as deadly as you say, even if the percentage is only 0.1% fatality rate, and there's no side effects, we need to see this as our never again opportunity. We need to see this as our opportunity to man up or woman up and do the right thing to protect your fellow person. Because it doesn't matter what you personally believe. It's about doing the right thing. I hate Pfizer as a company. Pfizer is responsible for 30,000 dead people because they put in faulty heart valves in the 90s. They're responsible for tens of thousands of dead people because they released marketing uh, aspirins and things that they knew were problematic. I don't like Pfizer. I took the Pfizer shot because even if there's a risk, even if there's a 10% risk, I will have something horrible happen to me. That means there's a 99% risk that everybody I see, everybody I don't even know will have a better chance of survival. And even if the virus is imaginary, it doesn't matter. What harm, what actual harm is more important to you than everyone else? That's the problem. That is when they say liberalism is a disease. Yes, but conservatism is sociopathy because you're literally just putting your own personal beliefs and theories and all that above the moral efficacy of mankind. And that is my problem. That's the problem with reparations being the problem. That's the problem with wages. I don't understand liberal math when you say 10% will allow the 99%, but I, I'll go by that. Go ahead. Okay, well, no, all right, right you get ready to do reparations now? The percentage doesn't matter. The 10% issue is, is the people who, who get sick, the, the additional people, are, are, you know, the people who get sick of COVID but, quote, survive. You know, they, they have issues like myocarditis, like lung scarring, like – uh, the kids that get the um, oh, what's the MCI? Is it MCID? Um, multi multi heart condition. You ever heard of the Tuskegee experiment? Oh yeah. Yes, I absolutely. Well, and I, I was said, put myself wait a minute. At that my risk family well. said never again. That's why we ain't taking no shots. And you know what? The Tuskegee experiment is not the only time the U.S. government has experimented on populations well, we're of not people. Talking, I'm is, talking about it. May not be, but for me, that's my never again. If everybody wants to have a never again, that's mine. I ain't taking no shots. But it's a yeah, experiment. Also, it's a horrible experiment, and there has been. Let me throw something in real quick. If I were okay. one of these that had these underlying health conditions, I'm not going to rely on some other fool out there to take care of, make sure that I'm going to survive this epidemic. I'm going to do then it on my own. Shot. I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to figure out the best way that I'm going to come out of this unscathed, and I'm going to take care of myself. And that's how uh, people in America just do things. That's how we used to do things. No, America, we used no, no, to do no, no. things by taking I, care of it, ourselves. It, it, Whatever you, happened to American pride? It, Whatever it, happened it to my fellow it, Americans? 
Yeah, the, the, the ask not what your country can do for you. How do you think you, America became America? John F. Kennedy. Wait, wait, wait. John F. Kennedy didn't say ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for yourself. John F. Kennedy said ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. So I mean, can I ask which America you believe in? Taking care of yourself first in terms of your health. Who else? Which America do you believe in? Yourself. Well, no. Which there, America do you old, believe in? There's a, there's, there's We're a talking Hebrew about saying. health here, buddy. Okay. Well, there's there's two Americas. There's the America of we were told as children how great democracy was. We were told to be patriotic and proud. We were told about all the wonderful things. And many of that stuff, as we grew up and became more educated, hopefully, we learned was a lie. We were horrible. We committed terrible experiments. We committed terrible atrocities. And there's two ways to hold on to it. We can either believe in that America, that the truth of the selfish America that we've historically had our entire time is reality, or – we can believe in the America when we were children and we were told Boy, America but, does good, Americans do good, brainwashed, and yeah. that's the one. Poor woman. Well, I love America. We're going to get to reparations if, or I have to leave. If, if you love America, then do the right thing for your fellow American unless you have a compelling like, actual physical reason where the virus okay. vaccine could possibly harm you, then do the we're right gonna thing. We're going to get to reparations. You don't love my own I'm an excellent health. Let me let me let me go ahead and let me, let, me, let me mute again just to, to find out the final thing, which is simply there's something I've quoted on the show before, something that I learned as part of my Jewish studies, uh, which is the saying, you know, "If I'm not for me, who will be for me? But if I'm only for my out for myself, who am I? If I am not now, when?" So yes, absolutely, you should make sure to take care of yourself because if you're not for yourself, who is going to be for you? However, you should also say. If, if you, but if you're only for yourself, who am I? What kind of person are you if you only look out for yourself and you don't look out for your fellow man? So reparations. Let's start. Let's let's start talking about reparations. There's there's uh, ADOS, African Defenders of, Defenders of Slavery. People have been arguing for a while that reparations need to take place uh, because of the harm done from slavery and and stolen labor. Uh, somebody would say, you know, I would say, for example, you have. Um, your the theory. I'm going to bring back our, our gentleman who has to go sooner, and if he wants to respond first, then I'll let the other two respond afterwards. But so let's say you, let's say your grandfather and my grandfather. Um, let's say my grandfather stole your grandfather's watch. Um, now they've since passed away. I now have the watch, but the watch rightly belongs in your family. You would be right to sue me for that watch and the government would be right enforcing me to give you back, give your family back the watch because I took something that belongs to your family. Now a watch is clearly something that is tangible. And here, here it is. Here's the watch. I can give it back to you. That's the end of it. Um, however, um, stolen labor should be considered the same way you had that we stole labor from many people for many hundreds of years. And, and, and if you're a descendant, that, that, that money that could have gone to those people doing the labor instead went to the people who owned those slaves. So that was stolen labor. That was money who if was they the would people? have worked. Who was what people? Did you say stole the labor? The, well, ultimately, it ended up being the, 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 it, was, it was the country who allowed it, that allowed it. America allowed slavery. The Confederacy also allowed slavery when, once they were separate. Um, there are businesses that, that were built off of the back. This country was built off of the back 
of of the works of slave labor. However, We're, I do not. Wait, I, hang on. How did okay. how did you really jump in jump in here? Who is it that stole who? And what was illegal? <laughs> the people that that owned slaves and didn't compensate those slaves for the you know instead of working for oneself, they. How do they, you they, know? They How do you know they wasn't compensated? You don't know what the agreement was. How do you know they wasn't compensated? Where is the uh, accounting ledger? Are you making the argument that that there were that there were agreements between slave owners and slaves as to what their compensation would be? That slaves had in any some power cases it was, but I'm not just going to agree with what you're saying. You ain't told me who this they were. The slave owners, the plantation owners, the people that owned other people. Right? I mean, I don't have a numer- an enumerated list of every single slave what was, owner. What was illegal about the? What was illegal about slavery? What was the, it was it was completely legal, and it was that that's part of the reason why reparations need to come from the government because government allowed for it to happen when they shouldn't have. Government allowed. Well, slavery was legal throughout the world, so the United States government. A, and, and when did it start? There was no United States government when. The base the four hundred years I hear people talk about, right? Yeah. And here's another yeah. thing: you talk about this passing wealth down. What's? How do you know that would have happened? That don't even happen today. It didn't even have. It didn't. Well, we don't. It didn't. We don't know if it would happen because it was not given the opportunity to happen. How do you know it wasn't given the opportunity? You had black slaveholders that passed their wealth down, didn't they? It's, you had, but did those those black slaveholders, how what how percentage of all slave owners were black slaveholders, and how many slaves? Well, how many, did what those percentage black, of what percentage were white? The vast majority, I would say. The vast well, majority well, of people that were white. The vast majority is not a percentage. What percentage of whites in the country were slaveholders? Oh, now you're changing the subject. I, I was saying what percentage. No, it's not changing the subject. Were, you, I, I'm, I like to see some numbers rather than some text. Verbiage text anyway. This okay. stuff about if you was allowed, if they was allowed, you don't know that. You don't even know if they was not paid. You don't know what the agreement was. Uh, there were 300 what is it here they say there were 3,000 blacks owned a total of 20,000 black slaves 28% of free yeah go ahead sir let me put it real quick here in 1860 only 1.4% of Americans owned slaves 1.4%. 1.4%. There were 3,000 black owners who owned 20,000 slaves. Well, it was more than that, but the thing is, is they they come up with this thing on argument all the time. Hey, I, uh, 
one hundred percent of the country benefited from slavery. One hundred percent. How did one hundred percent of the country benefit from slavery? You you are whack. One hundred percent. How was that? How was that? Easily, the economy, 100% of the country was wearing cotton clothing, was exploiting labor, even if they weren't directly doing them. They sold most of the cotton to the world. Most of the cotton was sold to the world, especially English. That way they wouldn't have to wear wear, uh, wool drawers. Right? We sold it. That's commerce. You know what commerce is? Do you know what commerce does? Do you know how commerce yeah, affects the economy? Do you know who makes money off of that economy? Well, it wasn't not the so, slaves who get paid zero dollars. How do you know they zero. didn't get paid? How do you because know they didn't get paid? Because it's called slavery. It's called slavery. Okay, it's that. That's what the word is for. So when okay? slaves, well, did you when slaves, what that word means? When slaves had their own food. business, when slaves had their own business, how did they get paid? They had food name a slave had, business. Uh, Name a single name. Name a slave business. Name one the, of them. Give the me a Give me the, the name the, of the company. The production. Give me the name of the company. The production of saltpeter. You know what saltpeter is? No, salt but give Peter me the name of the com- company. Saltpeter is a component of gunpowder. Mm-hmm. And they so, and this person sold to both sides. Do you honestly believe they got to keep that? You, well, do you honestly believe they did? Absolutely. Do you know what indentured servitude is? Well, guess do you know what, what happens guess after what? they freed the slaves? They had guess. to pay Massa all the money. Okay? Guess. That is exploitative. Doesn't matter if it was quote legal at the time. Doesn't matter because Where do you get those wrong. records from? Where do you get those records from? Call the history book, man, open it up. Look at you the had Stephen, You had Stephen Smith who was a slave. He was in Columbia, Pennsylvania. He was a lumber oh, merchant real estate. Single example and using. It I can to give you a whole page of you ready. I don't think we got enough time. Slavery I don't think we have enough time. Is wrong. So you're saying slavery is okay? Thomas Danford. Slavery is okay. He was a is sugar planter. Okay? Is slavery Jean okay? Gene Matoria. Gene Matoria Batsy was a cotton planter. Is slavery planter. okay? Is it was okay in Africa because okay. Africa taught whites how to do slavery. So it was okay. You're saying slavery yeah. is okay. They're saying it's okay. Are you saying it is okay? You're going to ask the same question. Until you answer it. Is slavery okay? I'm not going to answer it. You won't answer it no more. Then your points are not valid because you're dodging the question. Slavery is not okay. What color are you? Are you black? No. And I I even know that slavery isn't okay. I don't even think you can speak very intelligently on the issue. Uh, I can speak more informed than you apparently can. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, all right. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. My ancestors You won't even say that slavery is not okay. You're dodging the it's issue. Okay because in the it Bible. It's okay in the Bible. <laughs> Does that make slavery okay? Yes. Yeah, it's it's that's, the holy book. Slavery is okay. Slave, obey okay. your master. It's in the Bible. Okay. I am now your master. Come to my house and clean my room. Clean my house. Clean everything. Clean You're going to get what? paid nothing. Well, Doesn't matter. Slavery's that, okay. You wish. just said it. I am During claiming you happened, as mine. The Bible said it was okay. I am claiming what? you as Do mine. You, you are now my property. Are you, you are now fit? my property. You are now my property. Clean my house. What you are, just said slavery's okay. Are you okay. going to give me food? You just said it. Are you going to give me food and shelter? 
for that. Yeah, I'll give you that, as much that, food and shelter as slaves got. You can get my leftover girls and you can sleep in my that, basement. Absolutely. You can sleep in my basement and you can eat my scraps. Is that the best argument you get? That's where the word is. the best argument you have that slavery is okay. Wait. My first rules of redneck, words of redneck wisdom came from an individual who made the argument that uh, Frederick Douglass uh, should have thanked his former slave owner uh, for giving him a place to stay and food to eat. So <laughs> Fred, Frederick Douglass was a mulatto. He had white parents. So he's not black parents. because he had white parents. But he was, but he was still a slave, He was right? a mulatto. But he was still a slave, right? And he escaped it? So slavery is okay only if you're black or only if you're only partially black? Which is it? The people that sold and got rid of their slaves, or should I say their riffraff, it was okay, yes. Okay. So According you're saying slavery was okay? Goddamn, go how many Wait, times did you have to ask the same let's question? Let's go back to the Bible. <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> you should think Bible. about that answer. Let's go back to the Bible. Maybe you should Bible think about the culture. Slavery the Bible says when you were, wait, 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 don't make me mute y'all again. When you go, when you, when, when you well, hear wait, acquire man, a talking, slave. Slavery was the culture in Africa. Okay. It's that simple. They brought it to the world. Yeah, that's we right. Talk about, but we want to talk about the slavery in the Bible as a justification for having it here. When you acquire a slave, he shall serve six years. In the seventh year, he shall go free without payment. If he came single. He shall leave single. If he had a wife, his wife shall leave with him. If his master gave him wife and he has borne him children, the wife and her children belong to the master, but he shall leave alone, which is there. But still, if he came with the wife, he shall leave with the wife. That's not the case. That didn't happen here in America. They split that up. Um, if this, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Bible also says you shouldn't wear mixed clothing. Bible also says true. you shouldn't have bank lending. The Bible, Bible says you shouldn't mix says too, right? A lot of things. So Didn't the Bible you say you shouldn't mix? Slavery. No, I don't agree with it. And I wouldn't want to be a slave. Well, also, we can't. Uh, uh, you can't go back in history and change things like that. That's the way it was. Yeah, true, you can't go back and change it. That's yeah. why you need reparations. You can take accountability. No, you don't need reparations. How are you going to get reparations? Well, I tell you what. The crimes that was committed by those who ended up enslaved, they still owe that debt because the sins of the father follow the son. So Ado's members owe debt to those where the crime their ancestors committed back on the continent. What? So you're saying children should be punished for their parents. Do you have any children? Should children be punished should by their I parents? Punish them? They should be punished for anything that their parents like, did. So do you have any children? I can punish them for everything well, you've you ever liberals done. Liberals want that right now. Liberals want to punish parents for the things their kids do. In parents public are schools. accountable. Parents are accountable for the behavior of their And if they're not accountable, they get punished. They, if they're not punished, if they're not accountable, they get punished. They go to court, and they get fined. You either believe in accountability or you don't believe in accountability. I'm not quite sure what your logic and functionally here is. I for. love accountability. accountability. Is, you come into the country you illegally, love. your ass needs to go to jail. That's right. And, and then sent back you know, funny thing. Uh, when did you acquire? Country. When did you acquire your business? But did you begin? Did, did you have a profitable business in the eighties? Well, I don't think that's part of this discussion. Oh no 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 no! This is this is very relevant. I promise. Well, was let your, me did say you have this. a business in the eighties and let was me it say profitable? This. 
I don't think this. I don't think this is none of your business. No, I'm just saying. Well, let's pretend your business was profitable. You are saying, and I just said, that's none of your business. So I'm saying, let's pretend your business was profitable and you had a profitable business. How is that related to illegal immigration? The funny thing is, pretend is playing games. I don't like to play games. I'm a rolling door, and you could open the country when you could come in, and then also leave. The economy was good because people came in and they did labor, then they went back to where they came from. That's what conservatives want. Go back to where you come from. That's what they did. They did. They came in. They took the jobs that we didn't want to do ourselves. Georgia peach farmers actually went back. They kicked out all the immigrants. So those people came in. They did labor for low amounts of money so that businesses could become profitable across the country, and then they left seasonally. They came in. Well, You're breaking up. Okay. They should never have done blah, 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 blah. Then you, you should know, be okay with open borders and letting them cross back and forth. No, when a visa expired, they got to leave. No, I'm not even talking about visa. I'm talking about farmers who knowingly hire people who are crossing the border illegally. No, no, they no. should they hire. They needed the labor. Not a, here's the thing with people that work here and they're illegal. Their assets should be compensated. Should be confiscated. They are then all the finances for the companies also should be confiscated. Their assets the Georgian economy be, almost tanked. Their assets they should that. be confiscated. They shouldn't be able to get home mortgages with their ITN number. They shouldn't have bank accounts. They shouldn't be driving. How are they going to get insurance? They're illegal. Simply put, well, no the economy as, benefited as off of their labor. But no, the economy benefited. They were here illegally, so you don't get it. You see one way. The economy benefits. Look up what happened to Georgia. No, I hate hate liberals. These conservatives are kidding. The conservatives don't give a crap about about. They they want to fear monger off of the idea of people crossing the border in violation of our border policies, but they never want to punish the businesses for 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 paying people a substantial. Should not hire illegals. Yeah, but and look do. what happened to Georgia. Please it. look what happened to Georgia with the Georgia peaches and the Georgia <laughs> I peach think, farmers. I think they should use technology to pick those peaches anyway. They have it. Well, that, that's Nobody it. would it's, pick them because they couldn't afford the wages because they were paying the undocumented workers so little money. technology to pick peaches. They have the technology. They didn't have it's it. It's being utilized. They couldn't it's afford it. It's been there for a long the time. The, the economy collapsed. If Everybody the farmers, in the economy benefited. There should be programs to help farmers to finance equipment, technology that they can use where they don't have to depend on illegals. All right. So not okay. only are you racist, not only are you bigot, not only racist. are you full of logical No, you are a racist. No. Wait a minute. You are a racist. You are a racist. Mm-hmm. I'm not the one that said slavery is okay. But I'm you are a racist. I'm not the one why is, calling why, people why, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Let, let me, let ahead, me mute two. Let me mute two. You are racist. Why is, he, why, is he, why is he a racist? Then show me where I'm doing something why illegal, violating somebody's civil rights. Why is I he gave you the answer. Show me you where have... I am doing something illegal, violating someone's civil rights. He was using a hypothetical because he didn't answer the question. I don't play he, with hypotheticals. Hypotheticals are a reasonable and logical way to to, to discuss problems without having to deal well, with people. Well, I just told him he's a racist. 
For what? But do you, for, for, for for using a hypothetical? Yes, he's a racist. Oh. He used to call me a racist. Uh, so it, he, and if you try, is, and Dan, if you try, you gonna be a racist too. Go ahead, his try. Problem with you is, is is your justification of slavery. You're you're saying that slavery was somehow justified because it was in the Bible. Slavery was somehow justified because Africa did it too. Now you know if you if you went if you went home to your mama, if I went home to my mama and I said, look. I did this thing, but I should be able to do it because my friend over there did it too. My mama would have said, nope, that's, that's, not, that's not cool. Those countries, those countries are sovereign countries. It's been going on for millennia. If that's what they want to do, let them do you're it. Appealing, you're appealing to tradition. That's a logical fallacy. The appeal to tradition is a logical fallacy. Just because it had been done before, it doesn't mean that it's okay to do it now. It's not what they don't it do it now. And it doesn't you know, don't. There is slavery today. It's just in the form of, of jail. It's illegal. No, it is today. not illegal to have slavery. No. Slavery on country. the world scene is illegal today. Then Why it was not. Unpaid It's like the same stuff slavery. that blacks say that whites stole blacks from Africa. That's a damn lie. Wait, wait. Unpaid we're gonna correct this whole thing first that slavery is illegal. Slavery is absolutely legal in this country right now, and it happens. It takes place in our prison system. We have legal slavery. Prisoners can work for no In the no commission wages. of a crime, yes, your, your liberty is taken. But that doesn't justify the, the, their use of slavery. In the commission of a crime, your liberty is taken. So, you're, so again, you're justifying slave labor. So and, you're and, saying and, and, that... So, you're saying, well, they got to eat. Should they not work? What are they supposed to do, lay around all day long and pump weights? They should no, be rehabilitated. Okay, they, I, I have no problem with, re, with attempts to rehabilitate, rehabilitate people. That costs. They <laughs> should the contribute to their own rehabilitation. But, the, but they should also be compensated for their, for their, for their wages. There's some of them are. Their, they have a commissary in the prison where they can go. Some aren't. Some aren't. Some are. But you said. Well, you maybe the some said, the some that aren't. Maybe they should be able to do what the some that are. And even the some that are are probably paid pennies on what normally would be paid. And and who I don't know that. that. Like I don't know. Like you can't tell me slaves weren't paid. I don't know what they're paid. And and. Well, who, and who benefits from the from the the cheap and or free labor that these slaves do? It's not just the states that are doing it that are getting them to like you know clean up the roads or you know shovel out a land. Those are the laws that's made by it's, sovereign countries that you call state their legislatures. If the people are okay with that, long as not violating anybody's civil rights. Of course, the rights have been uh, limited once they go to prison. But, but, and this but, stuff yeah. about slaves built America, another fallacy. Why is that a fallacy? If you didn't build it where you came from, how are you going to build it where you're going? What? That doesn't make any sense. What does that mean? What does that Write mean? it down and digest it. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll digest it, remember, but... But the thing is, is that they were they were brought here. They did not choose to come here. 
They were brought here. I don't care who was okay with. I don't care who scooped them up in Africa. And who they was brought them here. Off. Many was brought here by punish. See, whites could not go into Africa and steal slaves. But when they, they hit the them. when they hit the they when they them. hit the shores when they hit the shores they had to pay the paw. You know what pay the paw means? You had to pay the chief in the area that you were coming ashore on. He got paid. Okay. Okay, if sure. you wanted to go up the Calabar River, you wanted to go up the Calabar River, you had to hire somebody to take you up the Calabar River. The same way Kanye West said. It was a choice in many cases. If you wage war against somebody, tear up their mess, kill their babies, kill their cattle, kill their residential furnishing, when you was caught, either two, one or two things was going to happen. You're going to pay the restitution for the damage you've done, or you're going to be killed. It's no stuff let you go so you can come back next week and do the same thing over again. The Ashanti and the A-Way. The Ashanti and the A-Way and many other tribes did that. They fought. Okay, but but still, the the slaving, the ships then picked them up on the shores and then brought them to America and then... Treated and then and then treated those human beings as property, and you're sitting the here state. trying to justify it. You're sitting here trying to justify because that it was because the way it was back then. They was property. Was, see, they were not slavery wasn't nothing new to, these, to a lot of these people. They knew about it. They had chattel slavery. It doesn't matter if it wasn't new. It matters is the fact. So you're going to tell you're going to tell these societies. That's what I say about you liberals. You want to yeah. tell quote unquote people how to live and what not to do. They've been doing it. Leave them alone. Other people, yes. Liberals. Well, I tell you what. I can send you someplace. You go there and tell them that, and you might end up being owned too. Liberals want relationships that are consented to, be they sexual, be they employment, be they, you know, whatever, 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 whatever agreement. (laughs) Well, let me ask you something. Is it right? Is it right for you liberals to go into other countries and wave a carrot? And say, if you want this carriage, you got to open up your society to same-sex marriage and also abortion on demand. You know what the carrot is? It's taxpayers-funded USAID, which on a non-humanitarian basis have been nothing but a total failure for the last 50-plus years. That, a, that's completely that, – that is not – I mean, I thought you wanted to talk about reparations. Now you're talking about USAID. So there's you there's haven't gave that. me a reason why there should be. Now, if you want to sue some individuals, if you want to sue some individuals, why is it that you liberals always bring out white plantation owners? Why come you don't bring no black ones and put them in center stage? Well, because the vast majority of the plantation owners, regardless were, if it's the vast majority or whatever, quite natural, it was more of them here. But why you never bring out? Matter of fact, in the South, in New Orleans area, you had 28% of free slaves, on, uh, free Africans, free blacks owned slaves. And 80% of them were women, mulatto women. But even, but even so, it, it, I, I'm not, when I say reparations, that's I'm the point. Even so, people. bring them I'm out so they can stand, so they can be seen too, Dan. Why sure. you keep denigrating the white male? 
because we have a system. We, you're not going to like this. Why do system. you keep denigrating the white male, making him an evil the, being? I don't denigrate the white male. I say that, the, that there is white Well, hell the hell you don't. Just look at the critical race theory that you put in here. What does that oh, say? Oh. you going to tell me that's not denigrating white males? No, because. Calling because them white supremacists? Call, because, wait a minute. All right, calling all right. them white nationalists? All right, I will call white nationalists white nationalists, like Donald Trump. Well, is why a white don't you call the black ones black nationalists? Or black nationalists too, and I'll call them black nationalists. But black you don't nationalists. never mention nothing about them, Danny. Because they don't have the power. How do you know they don't have the power? Have what kind of power are you talking power. about? Walking down, showing up in Charleston, South Carolina. Hang on for a second, Danny. Hang on. Let me show you how they got the power. Showing showing up in South Carolina. In support of one of my American soldier heroes, Robert E. Lee, they don't want the statue to- taken down. What is that hurting somebody? You know, I'm going to tell you something. You know, let me ask you this. If, if, if these soldiers are so bad, you know, you, you, know know you got black schools. Wait a minute. Let me tell you this. You uh-huh. got schools in the South that's named after some of these soldiers. You got Robert E. Lee. You got Stonewall Jackson. You got Kirby Smith. You got in in these schools, the majority of the population of kids is black. Right. You also have schools that's named after Malcolm X, Booker T. Washington, Mahalia Jackson, Louis Armstrong. Do you know that the blacks in those Confederate named buildings are outperforming those that's named in the black hero buildings? I'm going to need a link on that. Uh, but do you know why? The, 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 do you I know gave why? you link once. You ignored it. I didn't ignore it. I put it up on my on my screen, and I tried to read it a little bit. But well, then, I'm lying. Well, then. So if I'm lying, how can I believe what you said so far and probably yet to come? I don't know. I, I don't know why you would. You know, maybe you won't. You believe got anything it, else to talk about reparations? I, if if you let me talk about reparations and a change in the subject, I mean, now we're to school. Well, stop asking me about. Do I think? That slavery was okay. It don't make a damn difference what I think. It's what the people in those society, in those sovereign countries thought, and that's what they done. And what they did put black people, black slaves, and, and their descendants at a disadvantage, at a financial disadvantage, because they were starting off as property instead of starting off as free people. But part they of my- had at least five different categories of slaves in some of those countries. Some of those, some of those, uh, what you call slaves, could marry into the family. They could become chiefs. When you say country, are you, are you referring to states as countries, or are you? Because we're talking about American reparations at the moment. So are we talking about countries outside well, of America. We're talking about you, where the people came from. I'm not talking about. No, See, I'm talking if, about if you here. didn't have a if you didn't have a supply, it wouldn't have worked here. I'm talking and the re- about. And the reason, before it was a need wait, for wait, them wait, here. Now we're, now we're the supply be, side. No, if if there was no demand, if we didn't demand the slaves, they wouldn't. The, the supply wouldn't have mattered. The so, supply the, was the there supply because started. the supply was being. You have you. The supply was furnishing the demand elsewhere in the area in the world. Right, but that doesn't mean that we had to also demand it. We could have done something else. Business people have, don't tell business people what they could do. They done what they had to do. You know you had well then, then so when the when when the African king when the African king coming out of Sierra Leone when the African king coming out of Sierra Leone uh 
sailed on a ship to Columbus, with Columbus to the Caribbean. He brought slaves with him. And they went up to the Carolinas and done rice farming because that's what they've done in Sierra Leone, the Gambia. That doesn't justify the slavery. But you're trying it to does. Say that you're it, trying, you're trying, no, it doesn't. You're trying to make the reason why it's justified because it was not unjust as pertaining to the law. There was no law against it. But that, just because there wasn't a law against it doesn't make it okay. Doesn't make now it you, right. Now you, well, now you going on emotions, which you allowed to have. It's not emotions. It's not emotions. It is emotions. You don't have no basis. The people, these people who were slaves. We're well, trying to get to the point of the why reparations are needed. You had people who were who were owned as slaves instead of being allowed to be free people who working is, at who jobs. Who can show that, that? Who can show that their relative was involved in that activity? Well, we're going to get to the point of that. We're going to get to the point of that. Who's so, going to so, get reparations? Who's going? The federal government shouldn't have to pay it. Why? The, the, the federal the government didn't benefit from no slavery. As, we, as Demonox pointed out. As the federal out government didn't monetary benefit from slavery. Matter of fact, the federal government act- paid for the freedom of slaves. They paid for the freedom of slaves to the Mississippi Chickasaw. They paid for the freedom of slaves with the, with the Creek. They paid for the freedom of slaves with the Navajo. Not only that. You I'm, had, sure, I'm, I'm sure the amount of money that they paid was nothing compared to the amount of money that was earned or the benefit of It was the amount of money the, that was agreed upon between the two parties. Okay, but you had you a had, willing seller, you had a willing you had a person who was willing to agree to the amount that was negotiated on. On, on based on the life of a human person who who should not have been enslaved in the first place. But and the then, too, if you're going to say that somebody is due reparation, how about the toll? 646,392 Union soldiers that gave their life for that practice to be ended. Their wives and children were fatherless. So don't those whites owe, aren't they due reparations, too? Was there a military pension paid out to family members of uh, at the time? Some of them were volunteers. Or... No, there was no pension. In the late 1800s, you had a woman by the name of Collie House. She was the head of the ex-slave benefit and pension fund. She just was merely trying to get a pension for... Some of the slaves that fought in the army, the Union Army. Actually, there are civil war. I remember this because there are civil war pensions that 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 are still being on the government payroll, even though. Um, but there are there are Union pension workers for uh, widows. There there are pension. The widows did receive pensions from from the U.S. government. So there's that. But here's the thing. Um, so so it still doesn't just explain that you had states. That were earning money uh, from from the income of the sale of the of the goods that were produced from slave labor. What was that? What, what was what? The, the products goods. of the goods of cotton, for example. Like listen, all the crops listen. that were grown in the South. What states? The only states, the states that you had black gold that you call cotton, 
with some southern states like Mississippi. But hold on for a second. Wait a minute. General Sherman went to Atlanta and burned 12 million bales of cotton. Who's going to be compensated for that? Well, I mean, he he went to to burn Atlanta because you know Atlanta was was currently acting in rebellion against against the country. They wasn't they acting free, in rebellion. Free. They voted to enter the union. They had a right to vote to exit the union. <clears throat> Isn't that how Texas, the Republic of Texas, came about? And, and just as they had the right to leave the union, the the people who were the owners, uh, the people who were the Americans had the right to say, hey, we're going to declare war on you. To no, they didn't have a right. They were, These people Absolutely. took on their own sovereignty, man. You, you, well, well, do you do that to your wife? If your wife want a divorce, your wife want a divorce, she gets a divorce, you tell her she ain't got a right to have a divorce and leave you? I wouldn't say that, but Congress... Congress has the right to declare war on another nation, right? So if they become another nation, Congress has the right to declare war. The, 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 all of the property that the, the, the southern states basically took all the gov- federal governments and then kept them as their own. Or is it for, Let me tell you something. Base? I mean, let you're me making tell all you sorts of You are bending Dan, let over me tell you something. We have, we have two other calls that that thing now that we need to get on. You are bending over backwards to, to ridiculous levels. To defend no, slavery. I'm not bending over backwards at a ridiculous level. I know the history. I know the people. Uh, quite obvious. My wife is one of the people. My wife comes from the Akamu there in West Africa. We know the history, and we know what happened. You don't. The, the history of what, happened, what what African people did with with with, with the individuals that they stripped you off. You don't because it's one reason you start you always the start the discussion with what with the people that was on this soil. What why, did they do not? in order to what what did they do in order to lead them to be to the, on this soil? Anyway, <clears throat> if there was no I demand for it, I don't here, see, Danny. I got any more to say to you because you don't know the subject. <clears throat> you talking from emotions. I'm not talking from emotions. I'm talking. You're bringing up irrelevant topics. It doesn't matter who sent them here. What matters is you. You're talking from emotions. Here. You're talking from emotions, Daddy. So I don't think that we need to continue this any longer. All right. Well, then, you got to get your get your get your get your facts straight. All right. And uh, and these and these these arguments already don't been in the court. What, the third circuit. They argue this is the third circuit. Uh, you had uh, Deidre Pellman and some of the best attorneys that blacks could produce argue this in the third circuit. They argued it out in California. It was going to be a what they call it when all a bunch of people come a class action, and the judge said no because there probably was no basis in law to do that, but the laws can still be made to, to give it. That's what you're not, you're, 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 you're arguing from the point of people. Oh, they they dismissed it with prejudice. They okay. dismissed it with prejudice. What they were trying to do, they was trying to sue corporations and railroads, saying that uh, they dealt in slavery, although they was headquartered in states, northern states, that forbidden slavery. Well, yeah, so you got to prove, you got to prove and, this. Anybody right, can come right. in with these hypothetical uh, arguments and said that you enslaved 
my ancestors. Well, how in the hell we know it was your ancestors? You coming into the court light, bright, and down there white, well, and you're well, saying that well, you're an ancestor that, to an African all right, slave? So, so, all right, we're muting you now because you won't even let me get to the point of why, of how it would get paid out, and at what point, you know, you, you don't, you know, the point of the reparations is not that you're going to find every single ADOS, African descendant of slavery, and you're going to sit there and say, okay. All these people, this is exact, these are the people who are going to get paid, and these are the people who are not going to get paid. The, the point of the matter is that you're going to, the, the, the fact that you had slavery, the fact that you had a system that disenfranchised these people and made it so that they were treated as non-citizens, let alone second-class citizens, but then you leave slavery behind, so sort of, because you still have slavery via jails, and then you the way that they did it is, oh, well, we're going to make all of these things like loitering was made, loitering was made illegal. So, okay, now, now we have loitering laws on the books. Well, guess what's going to happen? It's now, it's still legal to, 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 uh, to have slave labor if you're a, if you're a criminal. So we're going to arrest this guy over here, this black guy who's now freed for loitering. Oh, guess what? Now this person has to do slave labor because slave labor is a, oh, we're going to sell him back. We're going to sell his labor back to the plantation. Guess what? Slaves again. Ta-da. So then you had Jim Crow laws that discriminated. You have redlining practices that, that worked to discriminate against black folks. You had the bombing of Black Wall Street, the destruction of generational wealth, black people trying to form and make generational wealth for themselves and the white people who were there had nothing to wanted, didn't want that to happen so they had to destroy kill maim bomb from airplanes that they owned uh for uh, an air bombing in a u.s city by u.s citizens you have all of these examples of harm that has been done you know Laws, discrimination laws, you, you have separate but equal education. You have historical from pre-slave, from, from, from during slavery to after slavery of things that have been done to black Americans in this country that have put them in a systemic and cultural disadvantage. That's why they deserve reparations, not just the African descendants of slavery, but people who are going to people who've who've been dealing with generational poverty because we have systemic issues that prevent upward mobility, that have stolen wealth, that have stolen labor from a group of people in this country who happen to be of dark skin tone. So that's my point. You're not going to sit there and go through and say, okay, well, this person, we're going to trace, oh, we can't find your trace line back to a specific slave, therefore you, you don't get this reparation money. No, this country has, has historically disenfranchised black people, and as such, all black people should be, should, 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 should be able to get reparations from the country. How we get there, how we pay for it, there's ideas. One of my ideas that I had about it was that we should uh, incorporate, we should just legalize marijuana, incorporate a tax on the marijuana, use that tax to help pay for reparations. Furthermore, 
we could actually help some of the people who were unjustly incarcerated uh, for um, for sale of marijuana, of uh, possession of marijuana, people who are in jail for nonviolent marijuana crimes, give them the opportunities to run these marijuana businesses in the first place. Because, you know, we have black people sitting in jail for selling mar- selling weed, but white people are in all these other states where, where weed is legal, making money off of it. So let's, let, let's come back to the other two callers, because our friend Yankee uh, doesn't believe that he's going to be able to listen to me anymore or be able to learn anything from me. Uh, but I do want to hear from the other two callers. <laughs> uh, he sounded sensible when I, I came into your podcast. I'm uh-huh. from, I just came from Tulsa uh, okay. all the weekend. Uh, even today there was a uh, ribbon-cutting ceremony for the Greenwood Rising Museum. Okay. And um, I think you might, and I don't mean offense, be coming from a white fragility worldview. And those okay. were Phillips Petroleum planes that dropped the kerosene bombs on top of the buildings in Greenwood in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. So what was your point about the reparations with the Tulsa incident? The Tulsa massacre, rather. It's just one example of many instances where generational wealth, where black people were prevented in this country from having or maintaining or perpetuating generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Generational wealth was stolen. Well, they from already black had generation. Wealth. They already had generational wealth. And there it was, was stolen over from eight. Them. There was it over eight hundred. There was over eight hundred domestics that worked in African American homes. In that area. And you have to remember, Tulsa was very, very rich. Filthy rich. Okay. And this had to do with World War One. Tulsa provided two-thirds of the oil needed for World War One for the Allies. We're talking to buy money here. We're talking about rich money here. And if the people in Greenwood would, were allowed to, to keep on as they were... We would have had so many billionaires in Tulsa just from that one area. I mean, right. the generational wealth was crazy. Right, but... But I fully support reparations, and I condemn, I firmly condemn Mayor G.T. Bynum, who came from a, a slave family, over 900 slaves his family had owned. And, and I still think he bears some responsibility for that because he says that the victims, the people at Greenwood, are not due any reparations at all. Like he's some plantation owner, the way he says it, is cold. And the city council tonight was wicked. I I don't know if you've heard about the city council tonight in Tulsa, but they're trying to force the reparations, and I hope they succeed. Okay, so who were you you saying was, was guilty of white privilege? White fragility is why I think what, what, you're coming from a a uh, worldview of white fragility when you were why? dealing with this man earlier. In why? hearing your conversation with this caller before I, it just sounded like you were a little bit emotional, and you're probably better than that. 
I think the white I mean, fragility here was actually the apologist here who got so irate that they dare insult Massa when anybody tried to call them out on their racism, tried to call them out on their bigotry, tried to explain the economic disparities, tried to do anything at all. He got all up in arms. Why are you defamating the white man? Why are you defamating? That's, that's from a level of indoctrination into white fragility. White fragility, compassion white. for your He's fellow black. man isn't white fragility. Well, exactly. But... That doesn't mean anything. Look at, he actually brought up an excellent point. All of those black students going to schools named after white war heroes of the war that were to keep them enslaved. That is indoctrination mm-hmm. to a T, 100%. I am 100% in favor of Confederate monuments, but only select few, only the ones that the Confederate soldiers themselves would have wanted. Stonewall Jackson uh, didn't want any monuments. It was either Jackson or... Uh, Robert uh, E. Lee. Robert E. Lee. Yeah, he wanted none. Monuments either. Yeah. And we we so had a statue. Whole... We had a statue here. We had a statue here in New Orleans for PTG Beauregard. Um, and you know, a lot of people say, well, what about all the things he did for children after the war? Well, great. Put a statue of him with kids doing what he did with kids after the war, and nobody exactly. would complain. Exactly. But the reason that all Honor these, that all the, reason, the reason that all these statues. Where is that other color? I put him on mute because he didn't want to hear from me anymore. Oh. He's, he's in the chat still, but I'm still just kind of confused as to why you think that that it that it's that uh, you support you support reparations. We you yes, and I, I agree, right? You so you and I agree on that point. You support yes, and that's a good thing. Right, right. So you so and 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 Republican gov, Republican mayor of Tulsa, G.T. Bynum. Uh, does not mm-hmm. support reparations and against it, and we 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 both condemn him for not supporting reparations. Uh, we we well, he's we not both doing were... the right thing. I just right. I cannot tell you how many things he's gotten wrong over the last two to three years. Right, and and also we we agree that there was that would have been billions of dollars of generational wealth in Tulsa yes. in, in the, uh, because of black, in Black Wall Street because of 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 the the boom that was taking place because of World War. One, but we're we we don't have that because these places we were we don't have we the generational black wealth that would have taken place okay. uh, because because True. of the attacks on on Black Wall Street and the uh, and and the refusal of white people uh, to allow black people to accumulate and and generate wealth for themselves. Um, I'm just at a loss as to why somehow that's what makes me. Have it be an is an example of, of my white fragility. Now, white fragility is a thing. Absolutely, white fragility is a thing. One hundred percent. It happens. It exists. Male fragility is a thing. You know, um, and and I, I, I've 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 seen examples for myself where where especially with male, I have a video on on male fragility on YouTube. It was it's under a series where I call coming to terms with mm-hmm. activism, where I try where I'm talking about. The first time I ever heard male fragility, I'm like, what? Just because of a male, it doesn't mean I'm fragile. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. That's right just there. That I'm fra- that's and just that's how that I'm you were talking to the previous caller. Um, the previous guy that didn't was. deserve any that level was, of respect because that was, he was defying slavery. Does his words not hold value? Well, he, he was uh, when to your words. Hey, Brian, Brian, Brian. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. He, okay, sorry. He. Captain was like, well, are we going to talk about reparations? And then every time I tried to talk about re- why we should have reparations in this country, he kept on changing the subject. Uh-huh. He changed the subject to Robert E. Lee and, and, and schools, and schools named after Confederate soldiers. And he changed the subject to 
uh, who the things that were going on in Africa. It doesn't matter where the slaves came from or who 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 supplied the slaves. It's the fact that we brought them in. So he, he was being extremely frustrating when it came to the fact that he wanted he kept demanding that we talk about reparations, but he never wanted to actually let me get to my point of that I wanted to make about reparations, which was not that it's like mm-hmm. oh we're going to trace individual people and find individuals to get to that point. It's that is that slavery started the process of a systemic disenfranchisement of black people in this country uh, that was continued past slavery with, you know, laws that loitering laws that would allow states to enslave then to, to, to jail and then re-enslave these same black people who just came off as slaves that would um, create uh, systems where, you know, they could, they didn't, they weren't allowed to vote because they had literacy tests that were ridiculous. They uh, were, prevented from owning houses in certain neighborhoods via redlining because of redlining standards mm-hmm. that were set up in place. There was many, many... You're preaching to the choir. Right. So all of those, I was trying to build that case as to this is why we need to have reparations in this country because of all these things. And he just kept on trying to change the subject. So any frustration you heard from me was, was likely because of the fact that he was refusing to to talk to us about the subject that he really well, that he I kept heard you talking to about. him for about five yeah. minutes. So if your okay. conversation had lasted questions, and if your <laughs> conversation had lasted longer than five minutes, I didn't hear the other dialogue. I did not well, hear started, that. But when I was listening, but when I was listening, it sounded very emotionally defensive. You know, fragile yeah. in a way. I'm just saying yeah. that's where I came in on. Okay, it was 40 minutes ago when we started talking about uh, more than about 43 oh. minutes ago we started talking about reparations. Where he was like, "Let's talk about reparations." With his caller. Well, See, I missed all that. I just heard the tail part. end of it. And yeah. I said, "I gotta I mean, call in." Right. The reparations part was 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 40, 43 minutes ago, and then the there was other things that we were discussing since um, for mm-hmm. the last two hours, two hours and 50 minutes. Um, which to which he called in for most of it. So he's been on. He's we we've been discussing various things over the course of the time. Okay. So there's. And well, I just heard back. the tail end of it where maybe you <laughs> felt frustrated. I was going to get to the caller who was calling in, but the caller just left. <laughs> Unfortunately, so. Um, he also did the classic thing of refusing to answer a question and then saying that the question was irrelevant because he refused to answer the question. Ah. Therefore, none of your point. Like I had asked him if you were a successful business owner in the 80s uh, because that was a time when uh, the, the economy in Georgia was actually helping the entire country, in which case uh, the, the illegal labor, uh, the labor, labor of undocumented immigrants was benefiting everyone. So my point was going to be that if you had a profitable business, you did benefit from these people that you are so disheartenedly saying don't belong here and should be in prison. But he wouldn't even go on that. So when I brought up the hypothetical and said, okay, well, let's pretend you had a business. He's like, nope, the hypotheticals aren't real and they don't matter. And it's like, no, dude, you're just dodging. He spent five minutes trying to avoid the question of if I asked, do you think slavery is okay? I can see why you felt frustrated or he did. Yeah. It's like he wouldn't say – I was like, so you're defending slavery. Yeah, so you're saying slavery is okay, and he spent like five minutes trying not to say, yes, I believe slavery was okay. But then later on made the argument, well, it was legal. It was legal to do so. Other countries were doing it. It was legal to do so. It wasn't against the law to have slavery. And then it was like, well, how do you know that Uh, slaves are not – how do you know that slaves are not paid? 
Because I was making because there's Words argument. Words do have friends. value unless they're to hurt someone, yes, unless did. they're to cause pain and harm. And that's where I'm saying his, his words didn't matter. He was throwing out racist terms like mulatto. Mm. And, uh, really? Yeah. yeah oh, like but he uses that term times. anymore. Is Nobody, he an older man? Or? Know better? He's, I'm, is he let's, just let's much back older? For, we have four minutes and 44 seconds. We're going to bring oh, him sorry, back yeah. on for a second. Well, I will ask him, how old are you, sir? <laughs> that has nothing to do with it. And mulatto was I illegal. I knew I'm over. I'm over forty. Okay. So, and mulatto so was a legal term. Okay. Old enough to know better, but it ain't a good He's term. right on that. Well, you guys talking to each other. It was a legal term. Yes, lots of things were legal terms, and lots of things were legal. Does it mean that? either that we should be continuing to use these terms today, nor does it, or does it mean that, you know, I'm sure it was perfectly fine and okay and acceptable in the 1800s to refer to black people as the N word. That doesn't mean that it's okay to do it now. Right. Well, blacks do, use the, blacks do use the N word. Uh, Listen okay. to some of your radio it was, programs. Oh my gosh! Like, it was okay. See, this is you see why I'm that's appropriation. It, it was no, if people don't want to no, if people don't want to use it, they don't have to use it. It was okay. Yeah, I never thought of it that in, way. It was the, it was the, what? the was black okay people white. appropriated that term. Yeah, they reappropriated it that way. Just like the the pink triangle no. was actually the reappropriation of the uh of the the Not badge true. that the gays were forced to wear in that the gay population was forced to wear in the concentration camps. Right. So the gay population they took back the pink triangle. So by appropriating the N word, and it's also not what the hard R 99% of the time, um, but when they reappropriated the N word, that was to say, this is our word now. You cannot use it to hurt us but anymore. It is ours. They appropriated it from the white well, people. Well, ch- I don't I use never it. I don't use it. And my children don't use it. Which is a beautiful thing. I can't believe that. That's just insane. Well, ma'am, say, here's the thing that's your opinion. There's nothing I can do to make you change your opinion. Well, I just, I just was thinking about it just now. It's not really an opinion. It's just a viewpoint. I'm, I'm like, talking wow. from my own experiences, which I don't think that yes, you share. But, but according no, to your logic, though, just because but something was okay back then, therefore it was, it was, well, it but was that's fine when you, back but, then. but you can't go back into the past and judge people by what the society, what was societal norms. You know, societal no, norms. You can marry now. You can have more than one wife in some countries, but if you want to get True. a spousal visa, you can't have a spousal visa for more than one wife because it's not societal norms in the United States. True. Nobody's saying that's See, necessarily right either. Two minutes left. He does minute make sense. But or put a double quarter in the slot. This is straw man <laughs> arguments. Unfortunately, blog talkers do not allow more quarters in the slot. Uh, it's a hard break at the end of the next That's hour and true. 45 minutes. So I do want to thank everybody. I, I, I urge you to go back and listen to the first two and a half hours of the show. I appreciate that. Um, and again, oh, wow. make, sure, make sure to subscribe to the to, here on Blog Talk Radio to make sure that you know that it's uh, – you know, when we're going to be on the air, which is every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com. There's always the other places you can subscribe to me on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, TikTok, 
Liberal Dan Radio on most of those things except for Facebook, which is uh, facebook.com slash Liberal Dan. So until next Wednesday, we, we can pick this up next Wednesday again. I would love to do that. Um, each and every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central, blogtalkradio.com slash Liberal Dan. Join us. I don't know if it'll be three hours next week, but it, recently it has been three hours every week. So until next week, Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio, Hope from the left. That's right. <laughs>